recording. All right. Here we are. The first party of the year. Let's go, baby. Welcome to the Unnamed Fantasy Basketball Podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. That has to be the name. That has to be the name. Oh, shit. That's not, that was not meant to be. We need to discuss the names because I, uh, I have a suggested name that I kind of like. I have and I'll, I know we'll have something good. I, I have, have a few, but of course, mine are all really corny. Yeah, you're not good at that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at other things. <laughs> Introducing your hosts, Ollie El Ghul, Christian Mickelson, and Rasmus Mickelson. I, can you do that for the whole podcast? No, because sometimes I get it wrong and it sounds really, really stupid. Yeah. I support Quite accents throughout the podcast. Fantasy basketball podcast that does not have a name yet. The first segment we're going to do is we're going to create a name for this podcast. Okay. Um, and let me go through the itinerary that we have lined up. This first is the fantasy draft special. So this we is will be a long, fun one. No, we'll, we'll give background details of the league and everything. Then we're all going to talk about the strategies that we had going into the draft. Five best picks, five worst picks. Some trade analysis, some regrets, and then finally ended off with who are the best teams and the worst teams uh, after the draft. Yeah. All right. Let me get my thingy open here. All right, Rasmus, you said you had come up with names. Let's hear them. I had one name that I kind of okay. like, and I just need to get back it. on screen here. I can't. Are you guys here? Oh, shit. Ollie's frozen. I, Ollie's... I, I, I've oh, been no, here Ollie's the whole frozen. time. Ollie's just holding a pose. I was right. just waiting for the for the team names to come up. I was frozen in anticipation, I guess. Yeah. All right, here's here's my suggested name for the podcast. And as soon as we agree on it, we're gonna go on Fiverr and get a logo made right away to be super sick. <laughs> yes, yes, logo. Let's go straight to iTunes. Shout and out then to we're Fiverr. gonna get 20 reviews instantly. Uh-huh. All right. So yep. uh, the name that I have is one sec, let me find it here. The fucking fantasy basketball pod. How's that? Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's it. I like that. I mean, I love it. At the Thank same you. time, I think we'll get kicked off iTunes. Yeah, well, we're going to use uh, some asterisks for the U and the C, and it'll be fine, won't it? I kind of like that because it kind of shows that it's going to be one of those raw, unfiltered podcasts. <laughs> That's what it there's shows. definitely There's definitely no, no filtering on this. Yeah. The I, I, fantasy I, basketball pod. Yeah. This is a pod. I'm voting for that. I you like that. Get... I, th- I thought I thought you'd like that. Yeah. Can we get the intro done in Australian? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to get someone. We're gonna pay like four hundred dollars for an Australian. <laughs> Any yeah. Aussie voice actors out there? Yeah, because yeah, I figured you'd like my uh my name suggestion because yeah. it's not corny like your ideas probably are. What were your ideas? I'm not even gonna share. It. <laughs> no, I'm not no, it. no I want to hear them now. I'm not going to. <laughs> no, you have to. Nope. Let's move on to. Let's see. <laughs> what did we want to do first? Pro- pro- provide no, some no, context no. for the draft. Ollie, do you have other names suggested? We got to like make sure that we just got to do our due, due diligence on the other names. I have two corny names, which I'm not afraid to say out loud. Please. So we've got the Good Stats Bad Team podcast. The Good Stats Bad Team podcast. Okay, I like that. Because I feel like that encompasses the dream fantasy player. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Trey Young last year. We love Trey Young. We love an Andre Drummond. Yeah. Give me some Colin Sexton action. Let's go, baby. All right, what else? 
the other one was the intangibles because it's another thing that just doesn't matter at all. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. Christian, yours. Mine was going to be something about how ups- how it's honestly ridiculous how obsessed I am about fantasy basketball. We it's, spend it, way too much time doing it. I spend – oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's honestly costing me money. <laughs> Lots because, of money. Because I can't work. I can't focus on work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had two bad night sleeps during our draft. Yeah, I uh, got very little sleep because I would just check, wake up and check my phone every hour. Even if <laughs> I was like 12 picks away from my pick, I just need to see who had been taken. Yeah, yeah. So, All right, so we can agree I, I, the I've name. i basically every single fantasy article on the internet. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty close to this one. So we can agree the name of the podcast is the fucking fantasy basketball pod. Fucking fantasy basketball yes, pod. Yes, please. Right. Yes, please. Perfect. Um, with that said, let's, let's give some, uh, just like the background details, the scoring, the settings, uh, for the league. And then we'll talk about each of our draft strategies for the draft. Fuck yes. So we got a nine cat league, the normal standard eight plus field goals made and no turnovers. See, this is a very atypical league settings. Yeah, it is. But it's honestly, uh, I I love it it because it. it gives more, um, more weight towards the most important thing in basketball, which is putting the ball in the hole. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it's stupid when steals and blocks become too important when they don't fucking win games. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, and it is a head to head categories league. Those are really categories. Only... So you, category. you can win nine zero or zero nine. It's not like one and oh, and one. Those are really the only, like, um, 10 team details league. of the league that matter, right? 10 team. Ah, uh, yeah, 10 team because 12 is the standard, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Typical snake draft. Christian box. had the first pick. Ollie had the third. I had the ninth. Yeah. <sighs> yes. Damn. Yeah, I was lucky enough. All right, so. Four bench spots, five IR spots. IR spots. There we yeah. go. Now we've provided everything. Because of the COVID thing. Yes. More IR spots this year because, like, an entire team might go on IR for all. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a massive, massive problem. Mm-hmm. The COVID. Yeah, stuff. I try not to think about it. Yeah. Do you do you lie awake at night just wondering what if James Harden goes to the club again? Ooh. Yes, I do, <laughs> and I need him to stop. I would. I want to. I want to talk specifically about James Harden's club strategy and if that's going to affect Christian's hindsight bias. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I think I read some comment online that said, uh, "Depending on what team James Harden gets, gets traded to, should I base his value off of how many strip clubs there are in that city?" Yes. <laughs> if If James Harden was on the Jazz, he would average like forty five a game. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be fresh for every game. That would be. Maybe ideal. he'd be worse though. Maybe he needs the strip clubs as like a yeah. relaxation thing. Yes. Like you know how LeBron has his hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, James Harden has the club. <laughs> That's, that right. That's right. That's right. Um, Should we get into the draft strategies? Yes, let's do it, and okay. then we'll review who we took each round. Ollie, yeah. what's your draft strategy going in? Well, going I had the in... first pick. Shouldn't I maybe start because I had the first pick? No, yeah. it's always about you, man. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm saying that. Christian, you're at the first pick. You tell us uh, your strategy. Okay, so my strategy was to focus on high volume scores because it is a nine cat with field goals made mm-hmm. uh, as the ninth, ninth category. 
So I didn't want to overlook that. So it's like points is literally, literally worth two times as much as anything else. So mm -hmm. I really wanted to focus on that. And I wanted to take James Harden because last, cause he's been the number one over overall player for the last four years. And last year I also had the number one pick and I fucked it up by taking Carl Anthony Towns and that, really fucked me up and I didn't want, want to make the same mistake again. So I knew from the yeah. beginning before we even did the draft lottery that if I get the first pick, I'm taking James Harden and I'm not even considering anything else. So that was my draft strategy there. I did minorly consider Anthony Davis, but I realized like uh, James Harden is too safe. Even if he gets traded and he finishes number three on the player Raider, that's not the end of the world. He never misses games. Doesn't miss games. Uh, it but just the sneaky, sneaky thing about him actually is that he's an iron man yeah yes, exactly know. so for me i took james harden i know a lot of people are dropping him down I, i've seen him get taken in like sixth or seventh overall no because way. people don't want him now so yeah stupid. uh but to me he's just the safest player that exists mm -hmm. but i'll say round. when you had the first pick last year taking carl anthony towns I, it wasn't a stupid pick it just it just happened he hadn't yeah, missed a game didn't. in his first four years right it just didn't work out but you know. I should have taken James Harden still. He was still like yeah. the number one yeah. overall guy on most people's boards. Yeah. But my, my question to this is, mm -hmm. you say you never, you never debated not taking him. But at one point, you two swap picks. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. There's, there, there's a backstory to that. Yeah. It, it's, it's not because I wanted to get the ninth pick. It's because he did it I, he's so nice. Rasmus, it's Jesus. <laughs> it's because you should have seen Rasmus's reaction when he got the ninth pick in the draft lottery. I mean, he's yeah. practically having a breakdown. Yeah. And, and I wanted to be the really nice twin brother. And I was like, you know, I got a lot going on for me in my life right now. Rasmus is going through a few things. He could use the first overall pick and have something really exciting to look forward to. So but that's why I, I gave him the first this, pick. Once I got the chance to sit down and see the players I could really get with the ninth pick and 12th pick, I was actually really happy with it. Yeah, and that's good. And then yeah. when you, when I gave you the first pick and you started saying that, I was like, motherfucker, give me the first pick back then. I want that <laughs> shit back. You keep your fucking ninth spot. I actually don't think ninth is too bad. I think if you're in Definitely a 12-team league and you're picking 12th, then, then that's awful. Yeah. yeah. Because but I think there's a top – to me, there's a top 11. That's just him. Actually, I would say it's actually a top 12, but I just don't like the 12th guy. The 12th guy being Kawhi Leonard. He's worthy of being in the top tier, but I just didn't want him. I, See, I think, I think, top 11 as well. yeah. I think there's a top three who are like clearly better than everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next next tier below, there's six players there. So if you have in the first nine, you're all good. Yeah. 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 Um, so my strategy was to take James Harden and then build the most balanced team I could. I didn't want to do any punts. That I was sure of. I just didn't, uh, I wanted to be able to compete in every category. And then I wanted to focus on, like I said, high volume scores, mm -hmm. uh, which when we get into what I was able to do in round two and three, mm -hmm. I was able to get that. So that was my general draft strategy. Take James Harden, build a well-balanced team and go for scores or high volume players. So for me, I also told myself that I was, I did not want to punt any categories, which looking back at it now, I believe is a really stupid uh, strategy. It's head-to-head -head categories. It's not rotisserie. It's not head-to-head -head categories. I feel like, I think you have to punt. If you're not punting something, um, I think you're just being 
inefficient. I, I, I don't think so I, would, I definitely regret not I doing that. I, I just went into the draft with, uh, I just wanted best player available and balanced. That's really all I was going for. Best player available. I didn't uh, want to target anything uh, in particular, which I do regret doing now because uh, what I realized is if you do punt uh, two cat, let's say field goal percentage and blocks, there's just so much you can do. And if you, or if you were to punt free throw percentage and assists or some other, you know, point guard, no big man stat. Uh, yeah. There's just so much you can do. So yeah. to my, that, my, I will. Okay. Oh, is this our first episode? We're going to interrupt each other. This is just how it works. Sorry. Maybe we could hold up little signs to each other on Zoom and like have like a green one when we want to speak. We yeah. Should. How do they do podcasts <laughs> where they don't interrupt each other all the time? I don't know. I don't know. They literally never really talk. They just them. mute each other. <laughs> um, I will say to punting and specifically to our league with categories, it's like if you win steals, that's the same as winning points. Mm-hmm. But as a caveat to that, points is correlated to a lot of other categories. Yes. So like, you know, if say you're going to punt points, that also <laughs> means you're kind of... <laughs> yeah, punting points is a real thing. I have seen I know, this I've on heard the internet. Of it, and I thought... Who do you wait, take what? in the first round then? Yeah. I guess uh, Nikola Then your threes get fucked. Your field goal percentage is just... It just it's just complicated. I feel yeah. like if you punt points, you have to punt like four categories and just like yeah, win five, no, four no, every week. You idea. have to punt threes for sure. Uh, actually, field goal percentage you could dominate at if you yeah, just you can get dominate field goal percentage and free throw percentage. Yeah, could you not field goal percentage? Oh, sorry, free throw percentage. I don't yeah, think field goal percentage you should dominate. Well, it's free throw percentage, and if you just pick a load of like low volume guys, it doesn't matter. Yeah, oh. it gets it gets complicated at that point. So but I like I I agree with Christian in the sense that you got to prioritize points. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Definitely, yeah. Uh, best, best player available. With, with these drafts, I mean, with the league settings, if it was head to head, like where you get one winner and one loss every week, then I think you have to punt some stuff. And I guess maybe the goal should be focused on just five categories because that is true. That is true. In that so case, when, then you when had, it's when you get a point for every category, I really didn't want to punt anything because a lot of other people are going to be punting stuff and have unbalanced teams. So if I can just have a balanced one, then even if I don't get a lot of assists or a lot of anything, if someone else is punting that category, I'll still win it every time mm-hmm. I face someone punting that category. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm still torn. I, yeah, I just didn't like the idea of punting. I want to win eight zero. And if you yeah. punt, you will never win eight zero. It's true, but when it comes down to it, and when it comes to playoffs, I I mean, I just I if I win five four in my playoff games, that's cool. I'm winning the money. Right in the playoffs, it's it changes format. I I see myself making a lot of trades throughout the year. So by the time the playoffs come, I have a solidly different roster. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like trading too much. No, I've made the the only two trades so far this year. Yeah, um, we'll talk about those. you know you know what I'm really excited about <laughs> when we talk about the best and worst teams at the end. Um, I'm gonna talk about the worst team and just show you how fucked up it is because you don't know until you look at it. <laughs> okay. It's very funny. Ollie, you had mentioned that you'd gotten a trade offer that you were considering before. I want to talk about that later later because I have a very strong opinion on it. And it's interesting because it's a different opinion to the one Rasmus has. Mm-hmm. See, Rasmus doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're talking about we'll yeah. talk about that later okay 
Ollie's draft strategy with the number three pick? Uh, my draft strategy with the number three pick was to draft Carl Anthony Towns, which then didn't happen. <laughs> and For I mean, a good reason. because something better happened. Something better happened, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But it does go to show, unless you have pick number one, you really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but Giannis going number two, I was like, yo, yeah, fucking unexpected turns happening already. Jesus. It, it makes sense, though. Our Nigerian brother had to take mm-hmm. another Nigerian brother. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, you got mm-hmm. to stick to your own, which is why I picked white guys who can't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost myself there. Don't punt too early mm-hmm. was my strategy like take best player available until it emerges that there's a clear punt build you should go for yes, which for I me happened in round with, with me that happened in round four just with who falls to you really mm-hmm. yeah i basically had no opportunity if i wanted to punt free throws i essentially had no opportunity to do it because at the ninth pick the best players available were stephen curry Kawhi leonard kevin durant trey young and I'm not going to pass up on one of those guys just so I can punt free throws and instead take uh, who's the next best. P- I mean, I don't even know. There's no one there and without yeah. reaching like crazy. So it wasn't even an opportunity for me, unfortunately. Yeah, if you can grab Giannis in the first round, I do like punting free throws. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think Emmanuel did a really good job of doing that. But we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later. Oh, I want to talk about best and worst team. Yes. Um, okay, shall we go into the best and worst picks? We need to hear your strategy, bro. I already told you. I was going in best player available and oh, okay. wanted a balanced team. Got it. Same. We I didn't want to put anything, but I yeah have slight regrets of that. We all had pretty similar strategies. Yeah. First, what I want to say is I was extremely impressed by how the draft turned out in terms of like the quality of the picks. Mm-hmm. I was expecting very something like, high level. I was expecting like Blake Griffin to go in round three or something. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. But none there of that were a happened. couple that shocked me. I yeah, really thought fun. Zion would go way yeah. earlier than he did. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. like things like that didn't happen. Like uh, players I wanted were constantly getting taken. Like I created my, my top 100 and they're almost getting picked from the top for me. So it was really hard for me to get a crazy epic value pick. Um, I'm really happy with all my picks, but you know, it was a, it was a competitive draft. So that's a really good thing. I think on the top of Zion Williams, I think if you're punting free throws uh, and could have gotten Zion in the fifth round, which is where he was taken, that's epic value, especially in this league with field goals made where he's going to yeah. score some of the most field goals in the league. I think. Yeah. 100%. I think, I think Zion has one of the highest ranges of outcome. I <laughs> think he could be a near first round player or he could fall outside the top 100. But his, uh, I think his PR won't represent how good he can be on a free throw punt team. Right. Because right. it'll completely wreck. I mean, he's going to shoot like eight free throws a game at like 60%. Yeah. Yeah. I meant he could be yeah potential first round player for a punt team. But yeah, yeah the PR won't represent that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Best All picks, right. worst picks. Okay. Which do we take first? Best or worst? Let's start with best. Let's start best. With, and I'm going to volunteer to go last because otherwise mm-hmm. I'm going to talk too much. Okay, I'm wondering, should we take them in like the order that they were taken in the draft or if we were to rank the number one best and then mm. take it from there? Oh, shit, I have six. I need to eliminate one. Ooh, okay. I like the draft. I like going going through the draft because it sort of gives people an impression of like where people were taken in general. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, okay, so my earliest best pick um, was just not because I love him, but I just think the value is insane. Was Chris Paul at forty five? Where I, if I took Jimmy Butler at twenty nine, if he had been taken, um, I may have considered Chris Paul at like thirty two. Yeah, I know you were crazy high on Chris Paul. I'm not crazy high on him. But well, I say it's good value. You're right, you're right, you're right. Not crazy high. You you were just you were showing him respect. And yeah. I was showing him disrespect. I was well, not last, interested in getting him anywhere. Last year and, on a per game basis, he was 14th I overall. I, I know completely. You I know. know. Well, I, I, I really don't like this per game thing. I don't care about per game. No, no, no. But it shows if they play, how good would they I understand injuries are a thing. Of course they are. But I think you also can't you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, and also when someone's injured, you can put them on the IR and pick someone else up. So the higher per game production, um, I don't. Know, I definitely value that very highly, which is why I use this list uh, of per game production uh, yeah. kind of like my go to source during the draft. There's guys that you wouldn't expect, like for example, Kevin Love, fifty uh, sixth in per game production last year. No one gives a shit about him. Yeah, Kevin Love I mean, is on my list of best picks. He's on mine as well. He was on mine, and then I removed it. But very yeah. good pick, definitely. Um, let's see. Because interestingly enough, you mentioned Butler at 29. I actually have that as one of my best picks. Thank you. Thank you. I think... That was insane value. I hope I get one of the best picks from you guys. <laughs> Please. I, I think Butler is going to return like mid to low second round numbers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you got him at the end yeah. of the third, which is like, you know, when you consider how top heavy... Mm-hmm. The draft is that's really good value. Yeah, I, I always snag right the guys that just drop. I usually have the boring team with like older players that aren't that exciting. Yeah, for me, I also uh, I wouldn't take a guy like Chris Paul because I want to build a team of players that I'm really excited about. I don't go into the scenes being like, oh, I can't wait to see what CP3 does. I can't wait. So, but look, w- I when I wake my- up in the morning, considering I'm in Europe, so all the games happen during the night, when I wake up in the morning and I see like a 22 point 13 assists five steal night like that gets me really excited so he doesn't right. have to be some young Chris Paul's not gonna do that right. very much he's not gonna I mean he will part. if he's feeding Aiton in the post he's that's, that's exactly I l- like his uh position with the Suns yeah it's okay. a good move for him I like that I actually have someone earlier in my best picks list though I, I, I have multiple players earlier like okay. what bigs? What bigs did Chris Paul? Uh, what bigs could he lob it to with the Thunder last year? Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams, baby. Yeah, that's why he had a career loan assist. I think. Mm-hmm. So, so. Uh, all of my best picks are actually earlier than yours. Every single uh, one of them. Yeah, I just want to. Yes, I well, just didn't want to talk about the late player guys. I mean, I know that's where you're going to get the most value, but mm-hmm. uh, I saw. Some really good picks early on. Okay. Who do you have as the best picks? Um, so it's not like it's the, the best picks in the draft. You're right. Like those are probably going to come later because of where you're taking them. Mm-hmm. But the first guy that I have, and I really want to, I just want to talk about this guy. And that's mm-hmm. getting Jason Tatum at 11. Yeah. Uh, I think that he can easily, I'm, I'm not saying he will. Like, of course, the stars have to align and things like that. But I think he's. I think he'd easily finish top five. Like, and not that many things have to play out. I do agree. Uh, yeah, because no Kemba to start the year, no Gordon no Hayward, Gordon Hayward. Uh, and the dude is just 
insanely good at basketball. And I think he's 22 years old or something like that. Uh, I think he can go to like, not the Luka Doncic superstar level, but just a notch below that. But way better in fantasy. 27 points per game. Amazing yeah, yeah. percentages, like high volume. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Percentage, like, lots over, over three threes a game. The most well-rounded fantasy player that exists all practically. And he'll have the ball more, so his assists will go up. He'll probably get over four assists per game. Yeah, yeah. To play devil's advocate to all of this. I know mm-hmm. how you feel. I think his scoring will go up. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to translate into a bunch of other stats. Yeah, that, that may be true. I think it will assist. Oh, Rebounds, uh, uh, right, not really related. And also defensive stats, not really related. I mean, his, To say he's going to improve in defensive stats doesn't really make sense. I mean, his defensive stats, I mean, he does 0.9 blocks per game. Uh, 1.4 steals per game. It's not like uh, what DeMarcus Cousins used to do, mm-hmm. but it's still really good. And I think everything can make a jump simply because of how young he is and how every year, even though it's only been two years, he's taken massive jumps already. Mm-hmm. And later in the year, he was better than he was in the beginning of the year. So I just think overall, I, he, he, he's so young, he's literally still maturing. He's just getting so, better. He's just getting better. So that's why I think across the board, everything can go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just intuitive so yeah. I, I can't back it up with numbers but i would have taken him if uh steph curry didn't fall to me at nine which is yeah. just too juicy too mm-hmm. juicy i yeah. think 11's a it's a good position to take him like i yeah would take him in the top eight exactly i wouldn't call it a steal i i know that's why i'm saying like uh i just wanted to i want to talk about him yeah i think that's i think that's his his fair ranking yeah mm. So. My next best pick was Robert Covington at 64. I was, I literally had a 24 hour stretch where I was just doing, I was just obsessing and thinking about Robert Covington, about how I can get him. First, I wanted to take him at 52, like 100%. I was going to take him at 52. And then I got uh, a really good trade offer that I accepted. So I traded the 50, 52nd pick away. Um, which was sad that I couldn't get him, but I got over it. But then, you know, 55, 56, 57, 60, 61, 62, he still hadn't been taken. I was like, he could drop to me at 69, unlikely, because I feel like Nielsen is under in the middle of drafts, always take, you know, the best player available, just like yeah. just like I do. Yeah. Um, so I knew he wouldn't make it past there. So I was just trying to trade for him. I asked, I sent a lot of trade offers to just see what I can do. Yeah. Um, but I think that's insane value considering I think Andrew Wiggins was taken before Robert Covington. Yeah. yeah. Oof, well, that's a, I, that's a big one. Okay. I should add that to one of my worst picks. I didn't have him, but yeah, yeah. that was really irresponsible. I think. Yeah. Um, I, and the reason why I love Robert Covington is just, I mean, steals and blocks are the hardest stats to get. Um, and he just does it really well along with a lot of threes. He can, it's kind of like a big man who plays small forward. Usually you get some big man stats without having to get a big man. You know what I mean? That's one thing that I think people don't really consider in fantasy is just because someone's listed as a position, some players just get more production as if they were playing another position. Like Mm -hmm. you said, with Covington and big man stats, Mm -hmm. like Sexton is another one. He's listed as a point guard, but if you just think about him as a shooting guard, then he's a perfect shooting guard player. Mm-hmm. But because he doesn't get many assists, people overlook him for point guard. Yeah. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about per game production because my favorite stat. Robert Covington was 34 last year, getting that the 64th pick. Because again, when someone is injured, you can pick someone else up in their place. So it's not just lost um, if, if they're not playing. You get to replace it with someone. So can, can I say some things about why I was passing passing on him? Because yeah. I could have taken him at, what, 60-61, uh, which would have been great value. But I, I consciously looked at him and I was like, nah, I would rather take who I took there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, it's a field goals made league. And the dude averages like four field goals made per game. So that's going to drop him down a notch there. I think it's not the end of the world or anything, but it was going against my strategy of, high volume scores. I that, didn't do that for every pick, of course. That is true that he's less valuable in our league than he would be in a standard league. Yeah. And then also, I think it, if he wasn't traded to the Trailblazers, then I would have wanted him here. Uh, because yeah. I saw a bunch of numbers about how he was playing the five or something like that. And that's why he racked up so many blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see, his 2.2 blocks per game with the Rockets. Mm-hmm. That's obviously unsustainable. And yeah. with the Trailblazers, he's not going to play any five because they have mm-hmm. use of Nurkic, of course. Um, and yeah, he was getting tons of minutes, playing really high pace. I think his numbers were inflated with the Rockets. And when you look at the numbers, they absolutely were inflated with the Rockets. Uh, but yeah, it's true. When someone goes to a new team, you never know how it's going to play out. But he's played for a lot yeah. of different teams. And so, no matter what team he plays for, he always racks up steals and blocks. I, before last year, he never did a lot of shot blocking ever. He was averaging under uh, one a game. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers true? right now. So, you know, uh, the uh, your blocks will inflate your your value. So I just think that's going to come down. And I think he's just going to be like a, a 3 and D guy who's going to have bad percentage and like yeah. underwhelm you. That, that, that's just my take. I just wasn't interested in him. His percentages are sneakily bad. They yeah. are sneakily bad. But if you're oh punting, my God. they're very bad. Oh, 40 yes. 40% for his career. I know, I know, I know. But oh. he's not a high-volume guy. Not a high-volume guy, that's true. But that's I guess that's also why he falls to the seventh round. Yeah. yeah. So, but okay. Next best pick for you guys. I really like Shea at 25. Yeah? I, I, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I felt the same as the way I did with the Butler pick. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Shea could return early to mid-second round numbers. And if you it's, can get him at 25, he's the only guy in OKC other than Lord Al Horford. <laughs> who's, will, who's literally the third option on the uh, on the Thunder? Darius Baisley? Lou Dort? Lou Dort? New balance legend, Darius Baisley? <laughs> yeah. Is it Baisley or Basley? I think it's Baisley. I think it's he, bad if you don't know how to pronounce someone's name and they haven't got a weird foreign name. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's who else is going to take shots? TJ Leaf? TJ Leaf, what a legend. <laughs> no, it's it's honestly one of the worst rosters I have ever seen. If 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 SGA is not on that team, that could pass for a G League team. I'm not even kidding. Yes. They might yeah, win. If he okay, that's this is we hope this doesn't happen. If Shea tears his ACL in the first game. No. How many how many games would they win? I mean, I think they would compete for the Nets 12 and 70 record. Oh, by the way, <laughs> yes. I'm wearing I'm wearing my Kyrie Irving Bed-Stuy jersey. I got my Brooklyn Nets tattoo right there. I just need people to know, everyone to know what the situation is. Yeah. 
it is some die hard and i got my nest tattoo as well got this in 2013 yeah. so there's no there's nothing bad going on here it's just when, as soon as it became the brooklyn nets and we've been new jersey nets fans since jason kidd i've had no this tattoo talk shit about that seven years the one good thing that came out of the nets 12 and 70 year was devin harris's half court buzzer beater game winner that's the that's the greatest shot in nba history if you watch the slow-mo it seriously is it's literally you, the greatest shot ever if you watch the slow-mo there's only one frame where the ball is out of his hands and the buzzer hasn't gone off yet it's, it's literally the closest from you know did he did it get off his hands before the buzzer went off the only way you can have a better game winner than that is if you literally do like a bicycle kick from the other side of the court <laughs> into the hoop. That's the only way you can beat that. Can we just appreciate that this happened in a 12 and 70 season? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Devin Harris was so much fun. Yeah, he had he one good year and then he got totally washed, but he was so much fun. But like uh, if, back- if, you're, if you're listening to this and your team has never been awful, you don't know how much it, how much fun it is to watch players randomly go off. Like, as as a Sixers fan, watching KJ McDaniels block shots gave me so much joy when that team was bad. It, it listen, is it just me or I feel like the fandom is stronger when your team is fucking horrible? I feel like you love the team more. I had more fun when the Sixers were bad. Okay, I mean, I don't. I want the Nets <laughs> to be amazing, but when mm-hmm. you go through a rough patch, um, it makes your bond much stronger. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. 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 I remember one of the most like intense basketball experiences I had, I think was the, it was like one of the last games of the 12 and 70 season nets against the Charlotte Bobcats. Uh-huh. Terrence Williams had a sick game. Um, and we won by like three points and I was just fucking, I was so happy. Yes. We got our ninth win of the season or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best day ever. Yeah. All right, My stop. God, the Nets memories, Christian, all the players we've gone through, the Courtney I, Lee era. Ew, stop. My I don't want God. to talk about the Trenton Hassel. We'll have to do a special episode on the Courtney Lee era. Yes. Yeah. Sunday out of games. Yeah. All right, anyway, God. back to the topic at hand. I think uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is the epitome of what you wanted to name the podcast. Good uh-huh. stats, bad team. You uh-huh. can't be more of that than he is this year. Yeah, I've absolutely. literally seen him get taken and ranked get taken in drafts at like 15 or 14 or even like 13. Mm -hmm. I've seen that. And I think he can live up to it, but at that point you're not getting value on that pick. But in the third round, I think you're getting big time value. Yeah, absolutely. I thought he would be gone by the time I made my third round pick, Mm -hmm. but I I was expecting right when I started draft pick draft prep to take him at my 40, 41, pick but then he really quickly then i realized he's not going to be available there i was i was going to take him at 29 at 2021 i was going to take him at 29 yeah but just so everyone knows i made a trade so sj's on my team so i'm very happy to hear that you guys think that highly of him as well because i was the one that was just talking about him all the time yeah i mean it's hard to deny the position he's in here's what i could see him doing this year 23 24 points Insane. Six rebounds, yeah. five to six assists, one to one point five steals. He, I think he did like 0.8 blocks last year. Yeah, Hopefully man. He can do that again. Forty-five percent from the field, two threes, and a, and a nice free throw percentage. Anything yeah. else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's literally like a top five player, right there. 
Okay, well, best case scenario, I'll be honest. Best case scenario. <laughs> best case scenario, fifty percent usage rate. <laughs> well, that, that seems like on the player radar. <laughs> Why not? Actually, Why not? I watched a, I watched a video of him like just playing pickup ball with some other people, and he he just passes he passes the eye test. He's just so yeah. good. Yeah. No, that that stuff matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can I bring up my next best pick? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, again, all of mine are in the early rounds, but it's really because I wanted to talk about a few players. It's not because mm-hmm. I think they're necessarily the best picks. So mm-hmm. I just kind of made my own rules for how I did this segment. But the pick that I fucking loved was Donovan Mitchell at 23 overall. And I know a lot of people might think like that's not even like, I wouldn't even take him there. I mean, I personally would, but someone else might not take him there. But I think uh, the pick is so amazing because of the previous two picks that were made. I feel like he comes in and fits into Ollie's team like a perfect puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about it on the, when we talk about what we think is the best team, but I feel like Ollie literally every good player was just put in his lap mm-hmm. at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Thank I thought you. that was, I thought that was unfair. I thought it was unfair. You know, oh, I mean, it doesn't Christian, take skill oh, to do that. No, yeah. Christian's taking credit away from you. Right no, now. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no, I will take full credit for players falling into my lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you should. Uh, for me, I first of all, I think you, your team is far and away the team I like the most. But uh, with Donovan Mitchell, I think he can take the jump and put up Damian Lillard type numbers. Not not thirty points per game. We said the same thing last goal. year. Said the same okay. thing last year. Didn't okay, happen. okay. Listen, listen. I will. The only thing you have to look at to show to uh, see that it's possible is the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell's playoff numbers. We ridiculous. know, we know, we know. Ridiculous. It was ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. So last year he didn't take the jump people were expecting, and still he finished. Let me just look. Seventeenth uh, on the player radar, and he disappointed. He literally disappointed last year and finished seventeenth overall. That that uh, is true. In our league, he did that well because points are more heavily scored. Yeah, but um, tons of threes, good percentages. Uh, I think he was the last, like, superstar. Uh, there's Shea Gillies-Alexander as well. Um, I just think he can make a jump into the next tier, so I really like getting him there, especially when you had Anthony Davis and DeAndre Ayton already. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that they don't do, Donovan Mitchell comes in and does really well. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty unfair. I, I was really happy with that because him being there means I don't have to commit to a punt for another round. Exactly. You're right. Right. It was going down a direction of uh, punting, you know, guard stats, but mm-hmm. then the perfect one was there. So you didn't have to do that. And I thought, think that was important. Mm-hmm. All right. My next best pick um, at 68, Malcolm Brogdon. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That's it's just value. So it's okay. It's just va- no, 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 no. I think see. I think people underrate how yeah. good he is. Yeah. No, no. Seven, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Seven to eight assists. Great percentages. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, what more can you ask for? The 68th pick. I think he. I think he was the last of that tier of players. And I had the 69th pick, and I was fuming when he was taken. Yeah. Um. And I know. 
I just said, oh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell playoff stats, like not that big a deal. But I'll say Malcolm Brogdon's playoff stats <laughs> were very sick as well. Playoff stats count if they're your players. <laughs> yeah, they only matter if they're your players. <laughs> I think with, it just helps my argument is all. <laughs> exactly. One thing with Brogdon is what you mentioned about assists. Assists dry up so quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you and he, get, he gets lots of assists. Yeah. What is it round? like? Seven point six or something. Seven point one, I think, last year. And did ten but, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that in the seventh round. It, yeah, it's pretty much unheard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely agree that that was a phenomenal pick. Yeah. I have I have Kemba at eighty as one of my mm-hmm. best picks. I can see that. Yes. I can see that. I mean. Like, yeah, the guy's injured, and yeah, we're not sure how much he'll play, but the 80th pick, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, like, what, what, like, just you so put him on your IR. I made that pick. You put him on your <laughs> IR, you can pick someone else up. There's exactly. some, there's some value on the waiver wire right now, and then when he's healthy, it's playoff time, or yeah. at the ver- not, not necessarily playoff time, but the playoffs are when it matters, and that's when there's a good chance he's going to be able to play. Yeah. That Very that true. was my reasoning exactly. So I went into the draft. I'm like, I'm not touching Kemba Walker. And everyone else in the draft had the exact same strategy. Okay. So listen, he he was there for me at 80. And I looked everywhere else. I was like, I ain't going to find anyone else who's going to come close to what Kemba Walker can do for me. Even if he misses the first uh, two months of the season, even though it's a shortened season, like that, that that's at least half the season, I think. But you put him on IR. Uh, what is also really valuable is having an extra bench spot because someone is going to break out that we yeah. have no idea who is available right now as a free agent. And there I want to have that extra bench spot that I could pick up. So I'll get Kemba Walker's production when he's healthy, and then I'll get some waiver wire darlings production when he's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just made sense to me to take him that late. Yeah. There are players right now that I wish I could own. And then once the season starts, some players will do their thing and, you know, will become really good pickups. And yeah, I, I don't have anyone that I can drop. So like, I, which is sad for me because I prioritize depth. Right. Um, I'm really, I have an open roster spot right now, which yeah, because of my Kemba pick and that mm-hmm. played a big factor. I want that extra roster spot. I was so going to take a Kemba two picks later. You were going to take him two picks later. I was yeah. going to take him at 82 if he was still there. So I was, yeah. I was a little bit annoyed. Yeah. yeah. I'll say once waivers clear, I will be making a pickup. Okay, you're going to be dropping someone. Remember, yes. oh yeah, also, we only get three pickups per week, which is mm-hmm. super little, mm-hmm. really little. I actually had a dream last <laughs> night that I blew two of my picks, two of my pickups for the first week, and I was pissed. I was like, fuck, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, but it's, the reason we're doing that is to avoid streaming. I used yeah. to be that guy who would just stream players at the end of weeks to get like counting stats. Because like it's the easiest way to game the system, but it's mm-hmm. it's gay. Yeah, just punt percentages and just go all the volume stats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's cheap as hell. Okay, your next best pick. Me. Yeah. Okay, so my next, my earliest player here that I had, he's actually before Donovan Mitchell, is getting is Emmanuel getting Ben Simmons at twenty two for the pure reason that. He was able to execute on the pure free throw percentage punt build mm-hmm. by getting mm-hmm. Giannis, Bam Adebayo, and there's no guarantee that Ben Simmons would be there. Like if Ben Simmons isn't there, who are you going to take? That's going to be like a stud with uh, assists 
and those numbers. Yeah, you're never going to get any assists. No one really, you're going to have to take Drummond, and now you just have a bunch of big men, no mm-hmm. assists, uh, none of that. But with Ben Simmons being available there, and then he actually took him, which I was proud of him for. It was the perfect pick at that spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it worked out really well. For, for a punt build, a, a free throw punt build, he couldn't have had a better first three picks, I think. He, ben Simmons is the picture-perfect player for, exactly, for that. free throw punt team. Yeah. Because so, how else are you going to get your assists? So I was proud of Emmanuel. Ooh, Lonzo Ball as well. If you get Lonzo Ball. Uh, and, oh, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But Lonzo Ball is not a free throw punt guy. I, I, I understand, but... Even if he misses all of them, he doesn't hurt you very which much. Which he does. Yeah, and <laughs> he still doesn't hurt you very much because he takes like 1.4 per game. I That will be going up as he's high as... He's yeah. going to soar all the way up to the threes. Yeah, so he's just standing by the perimeter and chucking the ball. He's That's not true. getting fouled. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're laughing because Rasmus is currently demonstrating Lonzo Ball's shot form. He literally <laughs> shoots from the side. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. Okay, I'm going to try next... that in horse, actually. I'm going to try the Lonzo shot. <laughs> <laughs> my so, next best pick, I think all you have this one as well, Kevin Love at 95. I have imagine, that, yeah. yeah. Imagine yeah, if you are punting... Free throw percentage, or sorry, field goal percentage and blocks. Is that a natural uh, punt to do? Not no, really. No, but... I was thinking. <laughs> no. But blocks is something you can easily just punt like with four rounds to go. Yeah. 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 Um, so for the right team, even even for a team that's just going I think for any best team. player available, Kevin Love at 95, he gets a lot of hate because, yeah, he doesn't get any defensive stats. He gets a lot of threes, a lot of rebounds, points, solid assists, really good free throw yeah. percentage. For that but, late, it's a fucking amazing pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I have a, I have Dennis Schroeder at eighty nine. Okay. I, I, I was gonna include that one, but I didn't want to like pat my own back and put my own players on it. I love oh, yeah, Dennis. You're Schroeder not allowed to 89. put your own players on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, I think he's a guy who could. Okay. realistically get like fifth or sixth round production. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's yeah. done that for like the last four years. I think he's going to start in LA as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think people, uh, I think he fell and is consistently falling in drafts just because new player, new team, it's unknown what's going to happen. Can I share my thoughts? Yeah. All right. So I didn't consider Dennis Schroeder ever. He was basically invisible to me. When I looked at the draft board, I didn't even see his name. Mm-hmm. That's how little... I cared about him because, I mean, last year he played on the Thunder where there was no good players whatsoever, right? No, Paul George wasn't there last year. There was nobody. Um, so I think he got good stats on a bad team. And now he goes to the best team in the league with two superstars. Uh, uh, I see. Is he third option, though? I mean, that would be okay. Yes. But for, for me, he's yeah, on he is. A, I mean, he's going to play at least 30 minutes a game. For me, he's on a superstar-driven team now. Um, so I just... I've never seen him as a. I've always seen him seen him as a player who does well on bad teams, no, not someone who does well on good teams. But he's only ever that. played on bad teams. Yeah. That's true. Maybe I'm just racist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, probably the wrong podcast for you then, mate. <laughs> Maybe if there's like like what is it, ice hockey? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know ice hockey, but um, I think he's gonna get 17 shots a night. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What? No, 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 no. There's no one else besides LeBron. Who who else is going to take shots in the Lakers? Uh, Marcus Morris. 
Isn't Mar- Wait, isn't Markeith the one who plays for the Lakers? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, what what's his name? Um, Montrezl Harrell. Mon- Montrezl. I said that Montrezl. Montrez. No, the L is silent. It's like yeah. lasagna. I know you know Montrez. that. Oh, dang. Okay. No, no, no. He's never. Last year he took fourteen point eight shots a game. He's, he's taking seventeen shots. No, it says fourteen point eight. No, no, he's taking them this year. Oh, oh, right. I know you're saying he's going to, but um, okay. I don't care if he starts or not. If he doesn't start, uh, then he's just the first option for half the game. Yeah. If Rasmus gets to say that Shea is going to average like 28, 12, (laughs) 7, 4 blocks, I'm allowed to say that Dennis Schroeder is going to average 17 shots a game. Okay. Uh, Okay. So I could definitely see it uh, being a good pick, but Mm -hmm. cool. Not for me. Yeah. Next for you. For, uh, uh, my next that. one again. Mine's all early players. Mine's all early players. Um, this one, I'm. This is probably the pick I'm the most jealous of because it was a player that almost fell to me. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Uh, Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic at 38. I was yeah. in. I was. Vucci I wasn't main. mad because like he should not have been there for me at 40, 41. But the fact that he was there at 38 after you got Donovan Mitchell to compliment Anthony Davis and DeAndre Ayton, it was unfair. It was like, well, anyone can make that pick. So yeah. I'm not taking credit away. I guess I am, but I don't want to. I don't want to because I think you deserve all the credit. But uh, you're just being, I, it's just true that anyone can make that pick. Right, right. But <laughs> I, I think I was just a little, um, but I don't, peeved. A little, a little envious. A little envious. That's getting fine. that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You getting that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean Nikola Vucevic, so consistent, mm-hmm. so reliable, and uh, just big men. There's not many big men in the league anymore who put up big, uh, big men numbers. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's all about threes and jacking the ball up. Uh, which he does a little bit of as well, while maintaining a 50% field goal percentage. I think he even hit 1.53s a game last year, I think. I think it was uh, one, maybe. One, I think it was maybe 1.2. But uh, I think that was just insane value. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I was very happy. And the other thing is, he he's the first option, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, yeah. Oh, how many big men are the first option? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, my final best pick was, I. <laughs> this was my own pick, but I don't own him anymore, so I feel like it's fair. You can't fair. do that. You can't put your own pick, damn it. But I don't own him anymore, so it's fine. It doesn't matter. It was, it, You're still it was the best pick. It was the best pick so credit. much that you traded him. Yes. I'm digging myself a hole right here. Yeah, you are. Makes no sense. And DeLon Wright <laughs> at 129. Uh, I love... I, I can. Just, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares about Delon Wright? It's value. I'm not saying Delon he's Wright be a top matters. Player, but it's great value. Uh, what is the best everything. case? What's the best case scenario for Delon Wright? As someone who now owns him, what's the best case scenario? Twenty. Twelve points. <laughs> no, no, no. no. He's gonna play uh, over thirty minutes tonight. It's it's another case of like SGA on the under. This is DeLon Wright on the Pistons. There's nothing there. So I, I think you're 100% right. 
I think yeah. you're 100% right. Absolutely. Like I owned DeLon Wright parts of last year when he played for the Mavericks and uh, was getting a lot of minutes. When he gets minutes, he does good fantasy numbers because he like has the ball in his hands a lot. Um, Lots of steals. Yeah. No, five no, rebounds, five assists. I agree. It's a good pick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't hate the guy. DeLon Wright, if you're listening, we love you. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's he's a last round pick. I, I'm kind of indifferent to it. Mm-hmm. he's on your team now so you obviously had some sort of interest in him no 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 he did that trade for nurk he didn't care about delon <laughs> right know, delon right didn't have to even be in the trade all you would delon, delon well, we right can swap the... back we can swap back <laughs> there is no way i'm giving up my muslim brother yusuf nurkic yeah okay we'll talk about that trade later uh that you two made okay can i can i bring up my last favorite pick yes so I had it as uh, I'm changing what I had written down in my notes here because I want to talk about someone later. Uh, I wasn't interested in this guy during the draft, but now I, I think I'm totally overreacting to one preseason game. Uh, <laughs> but I think this is actually the right kind of uh, player and time to overreact. DeMarcus to Cousins. Form. Yes, DeMarcus Cousins Ooh. at 91. Yes, no, um, no, I, I picked him because what if everything goes right? It, it, he's, exactly. He could be a top 20 player. Exactly. At at 91, like you're looking at LaMelo Ball was taken a few spots later. Mm-hmm. Josh Richardson, uh, things like that. And mm-hmm. no one can even come close to DeMarcus Cousins' upside. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, if he stays healthy and by the looks of what he did in the first preseason game, he looks completely 100% healthy. And here's the thing with DeMarcus Cousins. He, no matter who he plays with, he will not let anyone like outshoot him. He's, mm-hmm. He wants to take the most shots. I know it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he will. Obviously, James Harden will. But he'll take more shots than John Wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Ooh, he can, that's interesting. I th- no, just because he's, he's cousins. <laughs> he's him. He's Boogie. That's what he does. Just because of oh, Boogie. That was what I was looking for. Just Aren't him and John Wall like best mates? Yes. They well, yeah, they played at Kentucky together. Yeah. yeah. So I could, ju- I could see him putting up like really fucking big numbers if he just stays healthy and gets 30 plus minutes then he'll probably 10 with defensive stats like i completely overlooked him because like oh he's washed up but mm-hmm. let's be honest he's not that old mm-hmm. and i think he's been out for like two years now or some shit like that high paced team mm-hmm. um not much expectations from him mm-hmm. i think he can crush it his most sure. recent season with the pelicans I mean, oh come on! No, I mean, he he used to be like a top three pick. Yeah, or a top five. Yeah, most recent season with the Pelicans before his Achilles injury, before his ACL injury, but, when he was the number one option. But t- talent, well, number one options. He played with Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah. one point five option. Okay. <laughs> I think talent wise, he's like. Um, it's gonna sound silly to say he's in his prime, but like if injuries hadn't happened, this would uh, be he would still be in his prime. He is 30. I didn't realize he was 30. I thought he was still like 28. He um, doesn't rely on his speed <laughs> or athleticism. So. Well, he doesn't now. <laughs> yeah, he never did. Um, like I like I know I, I agree okay. with the fact that like the upside, it's probably the highest upside pick in the entire draft. Yeah. There's no way on earth he's gonna get 30 minutes a night. No, he doesn't need thirty minutes. No, no. see, see, see. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm looking at his most recent season with the Warriors. He only played thirty games, but twenty five minutes a game and put up 
fucking numbers in 25 minutes. So he clearly doesn't need more than 25 minutes. Do you know what his numbers were? 16 points, eight rebounds. He does really good assists as well for a big man, 3.6 assists. And then what's always made Boogie so good is his defensive stats. So even in just the 25 minutes a game, 1.5 blocks, 1.3 steals. And he hits a three a game. Uh, So he doesn't need 30 minutes. He get 25. And I'm pretty sure if he stays healthy, that's top 50, like fourth round value. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he stays healthy. Yeah. 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 Which, which is unlikely. We gotta, we gotta like, I think we have to assume he'll play 80% of the games at most. At most. Definitely. Yeah. I'm very happy if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the best case scenario. So it's like, you know, I think he'll get. You'll probably get like sixth, seventh round production out of him, which yeah. uh, that uh, that spot is yeah. a great pick. So uh, now I actually, yeah, I wish I had taken him now, but um, I can I can see the Rockets playing him thirty plus minutes. Just uh, here's my take. My take is like normally you uh, <laughs> you uh, limit you <laughs> limit players' minutes uh, to like keep them fresh and things like that. But I feel like they don't care about. <laughs> yeah, they don't care about. <laughs> they don't care what happens. <laughs> Just play him until he everything exactly. breaks. And, wow. And then, and then if he gets injured and tears both his ACLs, he's like, eh, whatever. He was a middle. It's only. It's anyway. just Marcus Cousins. <laughs> no, I think he he was on a small contract, so they're like, fuck it, worth the risk. Let's just play him thirty minutes. He could also get traded. Uh, That'd yeah, be strange. Maybe gets traded to the Thunder and then averages twenty eight points a game <laughs> no but think of it think of it this way right he starts the season he does well like he's on a minimum like a contending team will give up a first round pick for him absolutely uh, yeah absolutely. If it comes down to uh yeah i, I have the locker room cancer type i was gonna so. say like i do not ever i would never want him on the nets yeah. i he i i've seen like interviews and his personality and stories he honestly seems like a fucking horrible teammate I, I, I would not want to play on any team with him. He's, he's that guy at practice. Again, I'm just assuming. I've seen clips of him like just yelling at his teammates during practice. And when someone like misses a shot, oh, yeah. dude, yo. <laughs> oh, he seems like a mopey bitch. Yeah. Have you seen that video of Tim Duncan just abusing him in the post? Oh, my no, God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch I want to watch it. I want to see that, that later. It's a fantastic video. I highly recommend it. Um, okay. But... No, I think I think it's a good pick. Are we are yeah, we done right. with best picks now? Because I want to lead off worst picks. Yes, yes, please do, please do. I'll, worst I'll, picks. I'll, I'll, you have one. You didn't share your fifth one. Just share it, and we can move on. I just want to hear who it is. No, no, my fifth one was Kevin Love. So okay, okay. okay worst picks. Yes, and this might be controversial. Might be a bit spicy. Oh, <laughs> please don't be mine. Giannis at two is horrible. I completely <laughs> agree. I completely agree. That is a horrible, horrible, horrible pick. So, so I mean, okay, okay. That's a little too many horrible. Triple me. horrible. No, see, but he, here's the thing. I mean. I don't feel that way. Last year, he was getting taken number one, number two overall-ish. Really, people are viewing him in a completely different light now because somehow his free throw percentage fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened. That could come back up. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you take that out of the picture, I mean, he puts up. Oh yeah, his defensive numbers also came down. Yeah. He will need to rebound, obviously, to live up to that, uh, which I think is possible. But I also agree, uh, he was like around more like nine 
or 10 I, on my draft board. I think if you remove free throw percentage, that he was like a top. I think he was right behind James Harden or Anthony Davis. I'm not sure that's the case. But, he, but here's the thing, right? If you mm-hmm. pick Giannis at two, your entire draft strategy is now planned out for you. You've you are so limited yourself. in who you can take. That is true. That is true. You could get hard. fucked and need to reach for players and then all of a sudden... give you And the other value. thing is, everyone else in the draft knows who you're going to try and go for. Yeah. So we now have, like, if we want to deliberately swipe players from before you, we have all the leverage because we know exactly yep. who you're going to want to pick. But luckily it worked out for Emmanuel. It like, did work out. Like, overall, yeah. I think he has a strong team. So, uh, I... Th- like I'd be happy with Giannis if he falls into my lap at like twelve. If I have the twelfth pick, then I'm excited. But at two, hell no. Now yeah. anything Anthony after Davis six. Yeah. Now when Anthony Davis is there, it's no. Anthony Davis. Come on, That's like ridiculous. you don't, you don't, you don't bypass Anthony Davis. Come on, no, you don't. So, yes, I agree. Right, my worst, my worst, worst pick of the draft. Let me find it here real quick. That was um, well. We'll start, we'll start with the highest ranked. LeBron at seven is just objectively bad. I I have him on mine as well. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's a it's a bad pick. Realistically, a, I think you can get him reach. at fourteen. Yeah, it's just a reach. Um, so I, we won't talk too much about that. But just yeah, there's a lot of really good players that he could have could have taken instead. This is before Dame and before Curry, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a that's a big oof. Yeah, and he could sit out a lot of games or sit out the first, yeah. I don't know, be min- minutes restricted for the first month or whatever. He could have taken it with his second round pick. Like, I understand yeah. the love for him, but mm-hmm. it's a bad pick. He's still the GOAT. He's that's, still the GOAT. I, I, I so strongly think he's the greatest player who's ever walked this planet. Better than I Michael agree. Jordan. I agree. What does he turn 36 uh, later this month? And he doesn't even care. And he's in his prime. He just, said a, he just said a career high in assists per game. Like, no, like... It is insane. I hope he uh, sets the record for most uh, points scored all time. I don't see a scenario where he doesn't do that. Yeah, he's going to keep playing until he does it. Yeah. Even if he's like 46, averaging like 10 points a game. He'll be 46. I only got four more seasons at 10 points a game to do this. It's okay. He'll be 46 coming off the bench. Yeah. You know, a nice like 10, 7, and 6. He'll he'll just be like a corner three-point shooter. I feel like LeBron is the kind of guy who is willing to sacrifice all the things he wants in life. For example, spending time with his family, uh, resting, things like that. I feel like he wants to sacrifice all that for the greatest legacy of all time. So that's why I I think his mentality is, you know what? Uh, I only have like, you know, five to seven years left, which is still a long time. Um, Okay, okay. No, no. I think he could play. I think he'll play into 40 because he loves basketball so much. And he wants to he can still be really good at that age. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, yo, LeBron has is like the ultimate leader in mm-hmm. just listening f- to the way he talks uh, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I see him. I just think he's going to play for a long time and be really good. Yeah, I do too. And it's like, he thinks like well, when I retire is when I can chill. But exactly. That's the next what five I think. years, I'm going just as hard as I ever have. I don't care that, how... That, good I already am how much money I have that's what I think he's thinking yeah. and now we've praised LeBron as a person still a bad pick still yes, a bad pick. yes. Still a bad pick. for fantasy not a good <laughs> pick okay um may I provide yes. mine here uh I have 
See, I think this was a case of just negligence on your research. Mm-hmm. And that is taking Kristaps Porzingis at 36. Oh, I agree. This is the, a bad the, pick. The dude mm-hmm. is out for how long? Uh, one we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. It's going to be a while. Like it, He's he was, officially in the broken category. He is yeah. a broken man. Yes. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if he was healthy, sure, it's fair to take him there. But then we all knew at that point that he was going to be out for a long time. So I feel like he just wasn't fully aware that that was the case because he should not have gone there. Not at all. Like at that point, there's still players like Nikola Vucevic available. So that made no sense to me. That was definitely probably the worst pick for me, actually. Yeah. I actually didn't have him on my list, but I I would agree with that. Yeah. Oof. Oof. And I was just wondering who did that. He usually doesn't doesn't slip up like that. Very good player. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have another one around that area. TJ Warren at 41. Oh, he, all, he's on all of our lists. He's on all <laughs> Emmanuel. Emmanuel, I'm so sorry. What the fuck were you thinking? That was that was that was horrific. I mean, I, I know what the thought process is, is he was great in the playoffs, averaging like 24 points per game, great in the bubble. Uh so I think that's what he's looking at. So the guys I, taken I was, right after him were Chris Middleton, DeAndre Russell, and Chris Paul. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's so fucking insane to take tj warren over them so i was interested in tj warren but in like the eighth round or something like that not <laughs> yeah. the fourth. i was yeah. like he'll be a nice sixth round pickup yeah. yeah so uh yeah that was a bad decision yeah um my next so he's one of mine as well who else i got here uh back-to-back picks by patrick <laughs> oh, at no. 50 and 51 jaron jackson and colin sexton I have yeah. Sexton on my worst picks list as well. So Jaron Jackson is. Uh, did he have the same surgery as either Kristaps Porzingis or Kemal, uh, as Kristaps Porzingis? Right. He's uh, gonna be out like um like that's where you would draft him if you were high on him and he was completely healthy going into the season. Uh, but no, I think if he was completely healthy, I think he. If he was completely healthy, you bet your ass I would have taken him at forty-one. Where really? I took Christian Wood instead. Where I, hey, I like him, but it's the whole yeah. injury thing once again. And then Colin right, Sexton right, right. at 51. The, Colin Sexton at 51. What are you thinking? That also made no sense. Like, who else could he have taken? Let, let me take a quick look. The guys taking Lowry. Right, right after him with Kyle Lowry. CJ McCollum. Clint Capella, CJ McCollum. You know, so it's, it's for me, it's not because Colin Sexton can't live up to that. I think he absolutely can. If he played like last year, I'm pretty sure he does. But you didn't have to take him there. You could have taken him at the next, your next picks. It's a full round too early. Maybe even two rounds too early. Yeah, I think two rounds. And he's super one-dimensional. <laughs> he's just yeah, uh, he's, he's a good scorer. One-dimensional. See, no, Con Sexton can. He averaged twenty points per game. He can. Mm-hmm. I think everyone is, is expecting him to take a jump on that. Twenty-three points a game. That's a ton of points. He uh, was really good after the All-Star break last year. Yeah, like 25 yeah. points per game. But, um, so uh, I don't hate the pick in that way, but I think you could have gotten him later. So in yeah. that case, I do. Yeah. I think he's an empty stats kind of guy. but he's very Which good. is what I want. It's fantasy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How is that what you want? <laughs> yeah, I just want an empty stat. Like, why would I want anything else? I don't want intangibles. I don't care if Cleveland go like 0-72 this year. When I say empty stats, I mean well, like em- there's, there's stats. no stats there. That means there's, there's nothing. Stats. There's no steals. No, no that's not what no empty stats, stats means. There's no threes. Who cares about threes? Threes is so last year. This year, it's all about feels goals made. 
Fields goals, mate. Fields goals. My fields are going to be goals after I win. Just one thing on Jaron Jackson. Uh, no one knows if Jaron Jackson's actually like really good or not. The idea of him's really good. Yeah. I thought I knew he was really good, but okay. Continue. I mean, how many games has he played in the NBA? Hmm. I don't know. Like not 70 enough. maybe? Uh, and he's shown flashes of being good? And he rebounds like Brook Lopez. No, way worse. No, yeah, his rebounding numbers are honestly pathetic. And like, he's how many, huge. How many he's games huge. has Jaron Jackson played? Oh, he's played he's played 115 games. Yo, that's, no. that's not great. No, look, he's been two years in the league. 58 games. Oh, that isn't great. But last year in the shortened season, 57. Um, and he took a big jump last year. Yeah, you know, I so I don't know if I see where you're coming from with this. No, but like the reason he only played 57 last year is because he got injured again, so he couldn't play in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yo, I'm looking at his. Co- <gasps> I'm looking at his college stats. He didn't score that many points, but yo, this is insane. In just 21, okay, I'll round up. 22 minutes per game, 3.0 blocks Ooh. across 35 games. Ooh. That's that's uh, Hassan Whiteside in the G League level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but once again, he's injured to start the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Because of that, I agree. Too early. Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, if he lives up to all of this, he's probably going to be like a third or fourth round production guy. But mm-hmm. it's also like he misses, it's also just as likely he misses half the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, who guys your next worst pick? My next worst pick is Julius Randle at 66. Mm-hmm. I think this is, this is bad. I, I think that he last year in New York was a one off. Mm-hmm. In terms of he really just had the keys to do whatever he wanted. Now, <laughs> Tibbs is the coach. RJ Barrett's in his second year, so he knows a little bit more about basketball. Uh, they got Obi Toppin, who sounds like a really nice guy. I liked watching his draft story. I actually I, li- I, I, I quite like him. I've done a little bit of research on him lately. I think Randall oh, was just going to put up less numbers, worse mm-hmm. percentages. I think he's going to get benched a lot because it's Tibbs and he doesn't like people who don't try. Yeah, Nerlens Noel is there now. Mitchell Robinson. There's quite a lot of yeah. quite a lot of big men to compete with. Yeah, I just think at 66 is way too early. Taj Gibson, does he still play play for the Knicks? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I probably don't uh, think so. But I was just saying, if he does, then he's getting 30 minutes a night with uh, with Tim. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> we love Taj. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hadn't really considered those points that you made, like the front court players that they got in Nerlens Noel and uh, Obi mm-hmm. Toppin. Mm-hmm. Nerlens Noel didn't play for them last year, right? I don't think so. No, no, no he didn't. Nah, he was on the Thunder, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, so I actually didn't consider that. I, I was targeting Julius Randle if he fell because, you know, points and boards and field goals made. Uh, but you bring up some very good points. Yeah. So, yeah. I, don't hate, I, don't, I don't hate it the way that, um, that Ollie does, but I, I definitely don't like it. When I first uh, saw the pick, I laughed. Then I looked into it, I'm like, it's okay. But like, do you I, okay at 66? I, no, no, absolutely not. not. I don't like the pick, but was as bad as my initial reaction. Okay. Yeah. Like I would, if I were him, who I would have taken there would be a guy like Michael Porter Jr. Yes, sir. I yeah. don't want to talk about, but I don't have him on any of my lists. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's someone I very strongly considered with my 60-61 pick. Mm-hmm. And he went at 69 to Rasmus. Mm-hmm. Um, man, he's one of those, like I... 
after the first, after the early round rounds, I think you have to, you have to start going for home runs and mm. Michael Porter has so much upside, yeah. so much upside. Yeah. So, I'm very excited about him. Yeah. But I, I, like, like, you know, I drafted him. I'm not like as much on the Michael, Tor- Michael Porter hype train as mm. everyone else. No, it, see, it can fail epically, epically, yeah. you know, yeah. that can happen. Yeah. Okay. I have one final worst pick. Musical. Otherwise, like I had TJ Warren, Chris Asperzingas, LeBron James, Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. So we had talked about those. We had a lot of the same picks. Yeah. Um, and your last one? My last one was Andre Drummond at 31 because mm-hmm. uh, Patrick had taken some of the best free throw shooting players in the league. Yeah. With Young, his other three picks. Jason Tatum, Jamal Murray. So yeah. you so strong in free throw percentage, three free throw shooting. And then I think... Andre Drummond and maybe Giannis Antetokounmpo are the two players that you can't overcome how bad their free throw shooting is, particularly Andre Drummond. He's like the one player you can't fix by having Trey Young and Jason Tatum. So I, when I saw him make that pick, I'm like, no, you fucked your team right there. <laughs> so hard. So Unless. Yeah. For me, that was one of the worst picks that was made. I think that was so dumb. Unless Patrick is playing 5D chess and he's thinking, okay, my free throw shooters are so good that they can no. overcome no. bad free throw shooters. I mean, Jamal Murray, one of the best. Trey Young, one of the best. And Jason Tatum, also very good. I, I had Drummond last year and the rest of my team were good free throw shooters. And even then, it's like, it's 50-50 whether you win each week. You get that yeah. two for nine. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, Andre, come on, just go underhand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the pick I think he should have made there should be either because uh, I think he wanted a big man either John Collins, Demonte Sabonis, or Yusuf Nurkic. Probably Yusuf mm-hmm. Nurkic mm-hmm. or John Collins. Or there. Nikola Vucevic. Okay, can I bring Nikola, up the John Collins? Actually, sorry, Nikola Vucevic is who he should have taken there. Mm-hmm. The John Collins thing. Like, who is John Collins? Seriously, uh, for I don't well, know. Let me look here. Let me look here. Uh, I've never seen John Collins per game play. production last I've, year. I've never like. seen him play. Then Listen, look up some highlights. Listen, I, I've seen some people take him in the early second round, but I think not so much anymore, obviously, no. since the Hawks signed a bunch of players. I mm. used to be high on him. Uh, now I'm low on him because he's there's so many mouths to feed there. Yeah, and the Hawks like apparently are you know not committed to him for the long term. Yeah, which is says. More than anything else. I wonder why. I really wonder why. Yeah. He's also played less games in each of his NBA seasons so yes. far. Yes. He also is very injury prone. Okay. Yeah. We don't so- we don't like that. I do I've got one more worse pick. Okay. Yes. Draymond Green yeah. at seventy five. Oh, okay. Uh, I oh sorry. No, you go, but I have something to say. I feel like you've got something to say, Christian. Can you can you enlighten us? It's just that I owned him all of last year and Draymond can go fuck himself. He sucks to own. <laughs> I hated owning him. He would just go, he would go like one for three with three points, one for four from the three throw line, and then like a steal. Oh, and it then, would, oh, he got four assists. Woo! It would be, it would be no, no counting stats and shitty percentages. That's exactly what he did last year. Like he scored like five points a game. I think that's yeah. literally almost what his average was. Yeah, five like I, I, I think that, I think he's just done. I yeah. think he's still probably a good player, but in terms of counting stats, he's done. 
The thing is, part of me thinks he can bounce back. It's possible. It's possible. But it is possible. I I feel like he's the kind of guy who stopped trying last year because the team was so horrible. And I feel like he's so used to winning and shit like that. He was it was just like a throwaway year for him. Um, yeah, I mean, he also got paid at the beginning of last year, so that uh, he, he's one of those fucking guys. He could have mm-hmm. taken a year off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's that, not it's not that, a bad it's not a bad opinion. That mm-hmm. happens way too much in uh, baseball where they get paid and then they just turn into shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched uh, Screwball on Netflix last night. Fantastic documentary if anyone likes baseball. What's it called? Okay, Screwball. Screwball. Yeah. And this is different from Moneyball. Different from Moneyball. This is about the biogenesis stuff. Oh my god. Oh yes, I need to watch that. Yeah, really fun documentary if anyone wants to check that out. Yeah. But yeah, Draymond not a fan. A-Rod mm-hmm. did nothing wrong. But anyway, <laughs> either did Barry Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say with Andrew Wiggins, 92nd in per game production, and then you just add Stephen Curry, you add Kelly Oubre. Like, yeah. he's just going to, I mean, if he, he should be very happy if he could do what he did last year. Yeah, that, that was a really bad pick. I agree. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, yeah, I meant to say Andrew Wiggins was my last bad pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got thought we'd moved on. To, yeah. yeah. So I just wanted on that. Yeah. All right. Well, our next segment, that was some. We've trade done analysis. Two trades have been made, both by myself. Now? Yeah, I think we should do winners and losers first. Okay, yeah, winners and losers. Winners and losers. Uh, are we allowed to say ourselves? No, we're uh, not allowed to say no, ourselves. We can't say ourselves. <laughs> okay. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, mate. No, okay. we can only say you have the best team. You can't. I, say it. I think, I think the winner of the draft, personally, mm-hmm. if I'm not including myself. Mm-hmm. Is our friend Nils with his? Okay, I'll, I'll read out his top five: mm-hmm. Luca, Joel Embiid, Zach Levine, De'Aaron Fox, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, no, definitely five really good picks. And then he didn't make a bad pick. That's the that's the problem. He didn't make any bad picks after that. Yeah. For for me, it, you know, Joel Embiid is just so risky. Uh, like if Joel Embiid gets injured or like doesn't play or something happens, then he's suddenly pretty screwed. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because you need your early round guys to produce, so that would be the only thing I could, uh, um, you know, criticize. But mm-hmm. but I feel I'm like Jordan B. I, I didn't like Luke at four. The, the, uh, uh, I actually agree with that. Yeah. I on I see him getting taken. Like I think he's the number two most highly drafted player on like ADP for, in like ESPN and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all name they're just drafting him because he's cool like what is, is he gonna have even more points and assists than last year like yeah so exactly and like his game just isn't tailor-made to be a top five fantasy player last year yeah. i was looking he finished 19th overall like what the yeah. fuck yeah. it doesn't make sense to me he yeah. doesn't and he like, it's gonna know, be very hard to defensive stats low but, low field goal percentage and that's even in our field goal. Low free throw percentage as well at that crazy volume. Yeah, so um, I like Nils, but I, I don't see him having the best team. Me as well. I, I don't see him as as up there. Yeah. Okay. Can I share? Or do you yes. have any more to say on uh, what picks you like from him? Um, you know, I like he's got, he has, he has Haywood as well. He has Robert Covington. Mm-hmm. So Lowry Markinen, I thought was a really good pick. Uh, I'll, I'll say after the early round picks, like every round, he made picks that can 
be really good. Like Covington, Gordon Hayward, Laurie Markkanen, Marcus Smart. Deep team. Deep team. With a lot of upside, definitely. Like he was definitely taking players that I liked. Um, I just don't – I think it's his first and second round pick. I think he could have done better. Mm -hmm. But that's just me. Who would you have taken at four? Because I think the top three is pretty clear. Yeah. At four, I would take Carl Anthony Towns. I would have done the same thing. Plus – three threes a game he'll probably mm-hmm. go down to like 2.5 yeah. but with uh, he's he has the potential to finish as the number one best player mm-hmm. yeah if he stays healthy which like we expect him to play 35 minutes a game and play every game because mm-hmm. he's young he's fresh he has a history of that except for last year mm-hmm. it's like he can play some of the most minutes in the entire league you know because i know who you see as the best team after yeah. the draft Obviously, so let's talk about it. Uh, why? But it's Ollie, and it's not just because he's on the pod. I mean, it, he's, it's every, just not just because he's on the fucking pod. On oh, the fucking fuck pod. Up the accent. <laughs> fucking pod, mate. The fucking every, pod. There we go. Even I was talking about your first four rounds, which fell into your lap. I think it continued into round five and almost round six, but the player you wanted was taken one pick before. Um, listen, first off, Anthony Davis at three is ridiculous. Anthony, starting with Anthony Davis is one of the most unfair things. Uh, like my top three would be James Harden or Anthony Davis at number one. I don't know. And then uh, three, Carl Anthony Towns because of what they give you is so unique and hard to find, which is yeah, big, big, big men who don't do what Anthony Davis does are harder to come by. And it's big men who get you threes and actually are really good for your free throw percentage. Yeah. You can't get that anywhere else outside of the top three picks. Yeah. So Anthony Davis is unfair at three. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton uh, with your second round pick at the end. So what is that? 18th pick. I just yeah. fell in love with DeAndre Ayton. I, I'm, I'm excited for the CB3 Ayton connection. Yeah. Oh, so am I. Yeah. He's also a big man that doesn't hurt you in free throw percentage. Yeah. He doesn't shoot 85%. He shoots like 78 Um and he gets a lot of blocks. I think he could go to the next level. And then getting Donovan Mitchell in the next round. And then getting Nikola Vucevic in the fourth round. And then getting Chris Middleton in the fifth round. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was bullshit. I veto. <laughs> I veto. Veto the draft picks. I veto the draft picks. I, I, I do agree. Ollie's a great team. But let me just counter it to say that uh, I think he's lacking depth. And some of those later picks, I don't see oh, okay. panning out. Yeah. I. Okay, he didn't, you didn't go for high upside, which is what I think the later rounds are for. I agree. There are some, actually, I'll be honest, some picks that came later in the middle and late rounds that I really didn't like. I think what we is, talked. What about is that. the one? I know you, you've mentioned one that you didn't like. Yeah. So Ru Hachimura, I'm not a fan of. I mean, at that point, there's not that much excitingness. Mm-hmm. But I think you would a way better pick would have been like an OG Ananubi or Norman Powell. Yeah. yeah there i think um, see i got Ru- powell in the next round yeah uh, oh, oh oh yeah you oh you took norman powell that's right that's right oh jenanobi so, was great value okay okay see I, he, for example a player i would much rather have from the same team would be davis bertans i owned him at the end of last year holy shit mm-hmm. it was it was amazing mm-hmm. he went on a streak where he did like six threes seven threes eight threes seven threes six threes six threes it was incredible um, with with Bertans game. though, like I, I'm punting threes at that point, I'm already decided. 
Okay. I, I feel like Davis Pertans, though, can instantly make you compete. I, personally, I don't like the idea of punting something like that because other people are going to be punting as well. If you just have Davis Pertans on your team, he's literally going to win you an extra point a few weeks per year. You know? Yeah, like, um, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, he could hit 25 threes in a week. I mean, Davis Pertans is the most, is the best. Uh, does he score the most threes behind James Harden, Damian Lillard? I think he's like number three. Yeah, uh, I think it was fourth behind Duncan Robinson. Okay. Oh yeah, that's also another pick I loved last oh, round. Duncan Robinson. That that one pissed me off. That one pissed me off a lot. That I really wanted him. I yeah. So, so I like Ollie's team, but I think he's lacking some depth. Can I say another? There's two other picks I didn't like by Ollie. Hmm. It's right. I don't want to cry live. That's yeah. Fine. I don't. Why do you? Why Derek Rose? I don't understand that. I just think he's gonna come off the bench and score, do like seventeen points on good stats, one steal. I mean, like it's the eleventh round, like or is it? That's true. Is it See, I know. I, I need to consider that. I'm looking at what was available. There's nothing exciting. You could have had, could have had Lou Williams, Mike Conley, Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, I, I personally would rather have those three players over. Derek yeah, Rose. like you know, in hindsight. Maybe Gallinari was the better pick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really low on Mike Connolly. I I just don't. I think even though he's a good player, he's just not going to put up the stats required. Yeah. Uh, one final pick that I wasn't a big fan of. I think yeah. this is one of last year, and he just underwhelmed, was Eric Bledsoe. At that mm-hmm. point, there were picks that were that had a lot more upside. Um, I don't see how you know, what best case scenario is. I don't see it being particularly good. 15, five West. and five. Yeah. I mean, it, in 40 I would games, much rather take Victor Oladipo there. <laughs> then you could get 25 and five with yeah. two steals or something like that. I'm not saying I think Victor Oladipo is going to go back to what he was doing, but I would much rather have Victor Oladipo than Eric Bledsoe. Mm. Yeah. That's a fair assessment. Mm. Yeah. Um, so what but with I have... that said, Ollie is still by far, by far the best team in the league, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't know if it's the best. I think it's one of the stronger ones. Like because I can't say my own team, like we're not going to talk about it. But uh, have a peek, you know. I have some concerns about your team, Rasmus. So I'm, I'm very, I like I'm very Rasmus. happy to hear them. I have concerns as well. I'm very open to hear them. I love Rasmus's team until you made that trade. So maybe we can oh, say, come on, that. come on. I, I'm a big fan of Kelly Uber this year for one. And when I, I mean, let, let's clarify for context what the trade was. I traded Yusuf Nurkic and DeLon Wright, who's kind of a throw in, but now I'm a little bit upset about it um, for Mitchell Robinson and Kelly Oubre. When I made the trade, the talk from Tom Thibodeau was positive of Mitchell Robinson. Now it's not so positive. And to be honest, there is actually there's a ton of risk, and I don't feel as good as I did before now about Mitchell Robinson. Like I was telling you yesterday, I owned Mitchell Robinson all of last year. He would constantly play like 15 minutes, 17 minutes, and he would do four points, eight rebounds, two blocks. So like that was like cute, but and and three for three from the field. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Very but, high field goal percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I, I never felt like he was moving the needle for my team. He was just yeah. you know, getting consistently uh, two blocks a game um, with not much else. I mean, that the tr- I made the trade given, you know, with the hope that he was going to play at least 26 minutes a night, 27 minutes a night. Yeah. 
Because the thing is, happen. there's a there's a reason he only plays like 15 minutes a night some nights. Because he can't stay five fouls. Yeah. 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 No, it's 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 honestly insane how much he fouls. Has anyone told it to him? Like, dude, you foul. <laughs> They're working on it. They're working on it. Trying to stop it. Do you think that was like Tibbs' first thing? Like, yeah, Mitchell Robinson's been great, but Tibbs in real games they have fouls. Oh, yeah. God, oh damn. Fuck. No, I could just imagine being a Knicks fan. I mean, I I wouldn't. Uh, I I would not want to be a Knicks fan. Let's say it like that. I, I was going to say something that I, anyway, I feel like if I was a Knicks fan and he was constantly fouling players, like, cause he was going for blocks. I could imagine him pissing me off a lot. Yeah. So could I like, what are you doing? Just defend it and stop going for the Epic block. But like, if he gets I, minutes. He will block a lot of shots. He's a true person. He's seven yes. feet close to seven, one. With like a massive wingspan, he's yeah. just huge. Yeah. Um, but yes, yes, I understand the risk, and I'm not as sold on him now as I was before. A lot of my opinions come from my experiences of owning them last year. I see that's that's how you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how you know you, know you got some good analysis. Yeah. I mean, it's fantasy, like I don't care what they do in real life. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I, that's why I don't care that Hawan, Hassan Whiteside is super slow footed and is only going to play 22 minutes a night. Yeah, I and like play, it. And, and it's horrible at help defense. I don't care. See, I, I want to block shots and grab rebounds. I don't like the Hassan Whiteside thing. I, I really think 82. No, I really think there's a chance he plays like seven minutes a night. But, but I look at the last happen. six seasons. He's averaged a double double, two blocks for each of the last six seasons. Why would that He change? is on a minimum contract and I, no one steal. wanted him. He has the steal shortest leash. Steal a free agency. Yeah. The, the fact that he got a, a one year's vet minimum after like Joe Harris is getting paid $80 million <laughs> says the most about him out of anything else. I was shocked. I was like, what? It is very shocking. It is very uh, like, shocking. It, it's crazy. I, I'm like, these people, these GMs don't play fantasy, clearly. <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> but, uh, I'm banking on the double-double in two blocks like he has in the last five or six years. I like the pick personally because the Kings don't have that. They have Rashawn Holmes. And Marvin Bagley. We love Rashawn Holmes. I mean, those three can each get 30 minutes a night or 28 or something like that. Then that's enough to make him worth the pick there. So, yeah. Like um, this, the thing is, it's in a vacuum. Yeah, but Rasmus's team has one, from what I can see, one, two, three, four players with either like minutes concerns or injury concerns. Um, Rass is oh, going I, for, oh, I that, absolutely got a lot of risk going on, but I think yeah. that's how you win leagues. Is taking Rass is risk. going for home runs. I'm always and, going for home runs. Like, uh, if it pays off, like, I can see you winning the whole thing. Yeah. I, I like going for home runs after the first like three, four rounds. I mean, I, I do have a real risky I team. Do that. Kyrie Irving, I mean, he's missed at least 15 games every year since his rookie year, something like that. Mm-hmm. Kevin Rett coming off the Achilles. Um, Hassan oh, Whiteside, obviously, DeMarcus Cousins. But to be honest, I don't know. I feel like it's not as big a risk as, as, as it seems. Especially let's, let's say Kevin Durant. I feel really good about Kevin Durant this year. Oh, my God. Oh my yeah, God. I, I agree with you that. The, the injury thing for him is not as much of an issue, especially in fantasy. Like, even if he's not as good, I still think he'll put up great numbers. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I know what people say in training camp doesn't fucking matter, but I still want to say it because it makes Oh, it me matters. Happy. If it's the Nets, it matters. And if it's, if it's your team, it absolutely matters. Every, everyone is saying that he, he looks just as good as he did pre-injury. Someone even said he looks better. Just saying. I mean, I don't know how that's possible. 
because it doesn't make sense that you could tear your Achilles and not play basketball for a year and then suddenly get better. He's but, been in the film room all, <laughs> just, all year. Just he just study. knows all the plays now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I was definitely watching some Kevin Durant stuff yesterday. And here's what I realized is when he has the ball, he can literally get any shot he wants because he just needs to back him down, do a turnaround J with his like, nine foot wingspan and then shoot over them and he puts it in every time and he's a 90 percent free throw shooter just get, to can, just to just to give a context for how good of a shooter he is yeah he can get an open shot every time he has the ball yeah you know so yes so even Kevin. when he's 35 he'll be scoring 25 points a game and it, yeah but maybe no, he'll be he, hitting four four threes a game at that point his game should age really well because mm-hmm. like he's not going to get shorter i at least mm-hmm. i hope not in the next few yeah. years his arms aren't going to get shorter. Um, We'd hope not. We we'll hope not. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm but so back excited. To the, back to the Nurkic season. trade. We get to I, see Kevin Durant play tomorrow night. God. I just realized that Ollie is the person who got use of Nurkic here. Yeah, uh, so he's, like every, I, I stacked all, his team even more and drained the, it of, of right. depth. All my uh, thought, pre- thought processes of how good Ollie's team was pre-acquiring Nurkic. You know, now he now he dumped off a guy that I don't like very much and got a guy that is I fucking love and I think everyone does, which is Yusuf Nurkic. I'll be honest, I'm having second thoughts with Mitchell yeah. Robinson. I no, but I'm still really happy to have Kelly Oubre. Here's why I think Nurkic is so good. There's big men are hard to come by, like good big men, mm-hmm. and he's one that doesn't hurt you in free throw percentage. Those you can only find in the first two rounds mm-hmm. so like some people i've seen him take take nurkic at the end of the second round yep. and he could live up to that i do think it's risky you know i think he completely snapped his leg like one and a half years ago or something like that which is yeah scary. but he was yeah. he was back in the bubble and in the playoffs yeah. i think he's 100 like, past it right when he came back he, they were instantly playing him 35 minutes per game mm-hmm. so that said a lot and now he's had more time to rest see i think it's fucking unfair I'll say I, I am uh, I am just dis- I am disappointed that you know now that I have a deeper team there's less opportunity to make pickups but I do think depth is more important this year than ever short in the season um, along with the whole COVID thing like there will be injuries and you're gonna want to have that like by the end of the year teams often uh, or fantasy rosters often don't look so pretty especially in fantasy football let's say where I got so many injuries and same thing happens in fantasy basketball which is why I'm really happy to have depth. Oh yeah, I got screwed at the trade deadline. Because you all, you assume that there's not going to be any injuries. This is like naturally, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah you I have that depth. You kind of have to base your picks unless they're already injured off of yeah. the idea they're going to play most of the time. Yeah, that is true. All right, so you guys have already made trades this year. I have not made one yet. I want, uh, I want half of Ollie's team. So <laughs> what can we do? What can we do? How, like, I want Aiton, Mitchell, Vucevic, and Middleton. In one deal, and then I'll give you my entire team. Yeah, yeah why not? I mean, uh, can I put half of them on injured reserve and then like yeah, have maybe. Bradley Beal as my twelfth man or something? So, but yeah, uh, the other trade we should discuss is the one that you made. That was a massive trade. Yeah, during trade. the draft, yeah. massive trade. And so I love this, the this trade. This one can go you. both ways. It can go it can both go ways. Both ways, but I love it for you. Yeah. So I traded Steph Curry. Um, Fred Van Vliet and then the 57th pick which he then uh, took Kyle Lowry with so 
Curry, Van Vliet, Lowry, four, Kyrie Irving, uh, SGA, and Chris Paul. So yeah. it's three point guards for three point guards. Yeah, I, I traded like top, like the best player for three, like the, the three, like second, third, and fourth best players, and yep. then gave the fifth and sixth best players in the deal, if you ask me. It really depends on who you, which point guards you like more in this case. That's really what it I to. obviously I love owning Kyrie Irving. If he, if he plays, let's say 65 games, I, then I think, uh, I don't see how I can possibly lose that trade, but it's very unlikely that he plays 65 games. Um, so I was actually for a period of time, like, oh, fuck, I kind of want to trade him because I feel like he's a bit inflated because he will get injured. It will happen. It will happen. And I don't want to deal with that. Which is why I tried to trade him to you, Christian. Uh, I'm still open. Uh, I'm still open. You, oh, but now I'm so ha- now he's healthy now, and when he's healthy, he's I, a first round kind of guy. I need a Nets player on my team, and that's why I took Joe Harris in the last round so I could yeah. get me a Nets player. Yeah. Uh, but, but it definitely hurt trading Steph Curry. But I also do see him as risky, and I see him as more risky yeah. than Kevin Durant. I think he's more frail and fragile. But when he plays, I think he's going to be sick. Obviously. Yeah. So that can go either way, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Restless, did you talk about your your best team, the no, winner? No, I, I, I didn't. And then so we'll I move have, on to the losers. Real quick, um, best team, uh, I won't spend too much time. I'll say Esmunder because he's got the Carlton Town Steph Curry stack up top and then, and then a bunch of value picks throughout the draft. But I think then he then he took Chris Asperzingas. For me, that ruins it for me. The, there's a lot of I just like middle, the stack he's got going on, but there's a lot of Draymond. middle round iffiness. Yeah, Chris Stapps, Draymond, like yeah. who knows if Al Horford is going to be any good this year? I couldn't pick myself, is why. Like a- you know my <laughs> my hatred of Derek White. <laughs> yeah, 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 massive yeah. gleaming forehead. <laughs> massive forehead. So do you like uh, Asmunder's team more than Ollie's? No, no, I, I had Ollie's team written as well, but we already talked okay. about his team. Okay. okay. So I just wanted to highlight that. Okay. Could, should we move on to the worst team? Okay, I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited to talk about I the worst team. I think teams. we should all agree. Um, I think we all going to all agree. No, no, I mean, it's possible that we don't agree because there are a few guys. There are two guys, I think, that could take that mm-hmm. that title. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I share first? Yeah. For me, it's... Aaron, because he somehow fucked up his first pick. Yeah. Like you, sh- like really, you fuck mm-hmm. up your first pick. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that that's my that's literally my reasoning. Yeah. And like, then just and then just some dumb picks throughout the draft. Yeah. I I don't think he has the scoring to make up for the awful percentages. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he's right. definitely he's, he's going to be losing free throws. The only. Team he could beat in free throws in a week would be Emmanuel. Yeah. But then he also has LaMelo Ball and Alfred Payton, so he gets destroyed in field goal percentage as well. Eric Gordon as well. See, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Uh, so. But yeah, he he's definitely going for a free throw uh, punt. I feel like he was going for big name players. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. John Collins, who is apparently a player of the basketball. <laughs> I can't hate him on for that one because it was. Yeah, I think there's value at that point. Definitely can't hate him for that one. <laughs> that always is. Okay, can I share who I think the worst team is after the draft? Yeah, okay, so you don't agree it's Aaron? No. 
Okay. Uh, I want I want to say Emmanuel. Look at his roster. Look how many center eligible players he has. Look at how many big men he it's, has. It's one center, right? He has one center. He has a bunch of who's his center? I don't see a single center. Bam, um, Bam center. Bam, Bam out of bio. <laughs> He's oh, not okay. even actually a center. But he has center eligibility. Yeah. He has yeah. yeah, I mean he has no big men. And he's punting free throws. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit awkward. Yes. So I, it's I, actually like, low-key like pretty... Sorry, it's low-key pretty well, low on rebounds as well. Yeah, he, apparently he's punting... Um, he's punting rebounds, blocks, and free throw percentage. <laughs> yeah. uh, somehow you managed to punt both of those, or all three. No, I really like his first three picks in Giannis, Bam, and Ben Simmons, but then he made a few picks in a row of just empty stats. Uh, for me, that early on, that didn't, this didn't fit him. TJ mm-hmm. Warren, John Wall, Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't love guys like Aaron Gordon. Yeah. yeah I also TJ think Malik Warren. Beasley is going to spend the season in jail, isn't he? <laughs> what did he Maybe. do? So, didn't he, he did something bad. Like mm-hmm. it, he has a team of players that do a little bit of a lot of things, but not anything really well. Uh, guys like like Mello, Danilo Gallinari, they're just scores. Malik Beasley, Aaron Gordon, Seth Curry, let's go. Andrew Wiggins. He's they're just very scoring. score heavy. TJ they're Warren. Oh my god. So I'm saying they're just scores, but they're still gonna get destroyed by me when mm-hmm. I face them in points. Yes. James Harden, Paul George, Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Um, true true uh malik beasley legal update um beasley was charged last month with drug possession and threats of violence Ooh. against his wife Ooh, that's not a good okay. one this guy's a piece of shit allegedly yeah. aimed a rifle at a family in their no. vehicle okay uh, it, so he's what? a crazy person what <laughs> if that's true i mean I, if i was like the owner of the timberwolves i'd be like can we nullify this contract yeah why would you give There should that be a class that says if you do some gun-related if shit. If you point guns at contract gets canceled. It should void the contract. That's fucked up. So he's just like a hood guy. Retard. $60 yeah. million, $60 million contract two months earlier. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and all based off of 12 games he played with the Timberwolves. Yeah, so he, not, he basically took fan. that money and bought a bunch of guns. Is that it? <laughs> That's a lot yeah, of guns. Basically. Jeez. Yeah, so... I actually have another. Um, so can we uh, r- real quick? How how do we feel about Emmanuel's team after uh, uh, that insight? I don't love it. For <laughs> me, it's meh at best. I I see it as that's my rank for the worst. Yeah. So I, I guess we all had different teams that we thought were yeah. Like I th- I think Patrick's is the one that makes the least sense. <laughs> yes. I I loved his first three rounds. But then Andre Drummond came and fucked everything up. But then you have like guys like Brandon Clark, and that was way too like early. Michael Bridges and Jaron Jackson, Colin Sexton. I don't really understand. Like it, like it doesn't. I have to look at the numbers, but it doesn't scream at me as being like really good at anything. Uh, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I like his first three rounds, but after that, things started not making sense. Mm-hmm. Great first three rounds. Yes. Yeah. Right. Jamal Murray in the third round. I like that. 30 overall. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, Man, we've been going on for almost two hours here. 
Hell yeah. Let's just let's do one more. If we could make a different pick of our own, what would yeah. we do? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna take a quick glance. So I'm uh I I did this exercise last night to kind of figure out it what pick I would make differently. And there's only one that I would maybe consider. Like I'm very happy with all my picks. Mm-hmm. So to to me, there's like I'm I'm trying to look for one, but like every single one, I'm like would have remade it again. But the trade with Ollie, which happened what two days ago, I'm definitely reconsidering it, okay. <laughs> as if I have the ability to. You I'm mentally re- regretting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm reconsidering <laughs> it, Ollie. Just so you know, <laughs> that's that <laughs> that corporate language. I'm reconsidering the uh, 300 million dollar loss we made this year. Yeah, yeah. he just doesn't want to say regret. <laughs> It's all dependent on Mitchell Robinson, his miss. Yeah, like Kelly Kelly Oubre is a solid guy. You know you can count on him to do to do some yeah, good stuff. I like Oubre a lot. Mm-hmm. For me, it's taking Eric Bledsoe instead of a guy like Oladipo. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. Kemba Walker, perhaps. Did I take? Yeah, I took Eric Bledsoe before Kemba Walker. That was a bit silly. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Christian, what was your regret? Yeah, um, I, I definitely don't regret it, but I would maybe, yeah, see, I don't know if I would do it differently. I might, mm-hmm. but it would be taking Christian Wood at 40 overall. But here's the thing. I owned him at the end of last year, last year, and he went absolutely mental. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, he does everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of those tall guys with really long wingspans who is, like, really good around the rim, so has really good field goal percentage, but hits threes, gets defensive stats, gets rebounds, gets points, doesn't hurt you at the free throw line. The only thing he doesn't do is get assists. I think he, he was, uh, he returned first round value in like yeah. the last 20 games. But, think, but what? This was after Drummond got traded and they shut Blake Griffin down for the year and he was yeah. literally the only guy on the team. Um, yes. Here's, here's my take. I think on the Rockets, he'll at very worst... Oh, okay. You're right. Uh, there's a few more players there than I'm, than I'm remembering. Um, I feel uh, like the place you drafted him at is probably where he'll give you value in it, terms of I, return. I think he'll return around the value that I drafted him at. There's um, just, there's I, just... I, I wanted Christian Wood, but I would rather have had him around later. But because I'm picking back to back and there's 20 picks between, I wouldn't have gotten him later mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like Christian Wood, but... Wish I didn't have to take him there. The you needed a big I'm, man, huh? Exactly. I needed. I needed a big man. Yeah. You know, I, I think, needed a big man. So yeah, yeah, I think the reason why I feel uneasy is just you're just uncertain as to what I'm it's going to be like with him on the Rockets. I mean, I think if he gets 32 minutes per game, which is entirely possible, mm-hmm. then I think he can outperform his draft position. Mm-hmm. I think he, he his game is just tailor made for fantasy, defensive yeah. stats, good percentages, and rebounds. So the he'll be fun. He'll be fun. The tone. pick I would have made if not him, although I, I I need a big man. So I actually don't. I actually like my pick. Not I'm looking more at it. Yeah. But I also really liked Chris Middleton hmm. and D'Angelo Russell, right there. I just love D'Lo. Yeah. Uh, I think w- with the Nets, he I think it was a third round player, maybe even second round. And with the Timberwolves in his short stint there, he crushed it. I could see him taking a leap and, uh, you know, strongly outperforming 
where he got taken in the fifth round. Yeah. He's not going to play point guard. He, no, he is. You what know? about Ricky Rubio? Didn't uh, he get traded? Yeah, no, yeah Ricky Rubio got traded to the Timberwolves. Oh, he's back with the Timberwolves. I yeah. think they're playing two point guards. Yeah. You know? Um, Anthony Edwards as well. There's, there's some mouths there. Uh, but I don't think... I don't think he's going to make the jumps like 25, 26 points per game. Yeah. I don't think D'Angelo Russell is the kind of guy who shares food. <laughs> That's yeah, like, if there's a lot of mouths to feed. I feel like he's eating first. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, and then Chris Middleton is just a reliable, consistent guy you could take, in this case, in the fifth round, where you know you're going to – he's going to outperform that. Like yeah. you kind of know. it's an, He doesn't do anything crazy, but he does a lot of things very well. Yeah. So yeah. – I, I yeah, but that's right. that, that's the only pick I might reconsider. Yeah, I'm very happy with my team, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Robinson is making me kind of nervous over here. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna work some trades. I'm gonna work some some stuff over the next few weeks. I yeah. want to trade. I want to trade. See, I want to I want to acquire players without giving up any of mine. Yeah, yeah that's hard, isn't it? So nice. I know. That's what I want to do. Okay, I'm, okay. Not one, I'm not one of those guys that makes a horrible trade offer. That pisses me off. So whenever I've made you trade offers, Ollie, and they were horrible, they were jokes. I want you to be aware of that. I don't think you've ever made me a horrible trade offer. Okay, good. I, I'm very particular about like, if I make an offer and I'm like, hmm, this is- Yeah, offensive. you have to be respectful. So the, yeah, I, I'm a very respectful person when it comes to making offers. I only make offers that where I see it benefiting the other team as well. Mm-hmm. The worst thing- is when someone offers you a one for one when no games have been played and your player you took your player like ahead of their player that they're offering you one for one. I would have taken that player if I wanted that player. <laughs> exactly. No games yes. have been played, nothing has changed. Exactly. Like, oh, uh, what did I get offered? <laughs> you know, I think Aaron offered you a one for one. Like yeah, yeah. during the draft, you can't do one for ones during the draft. No, no, you can't. He offered he also me offered me one. What was it? It Clint was Kyrie Irving for John for Rudy I'm like, he offered me Clint Kyrie Irving for Rudy Gobert. A 30th pick or like 28th or whatever the hell it was for like the 14th pick. Yeah. I got Ooh, offered uh, Clint Capella for John Morant. I'm like, I would have taken Clint Capella two rounds. <laughs> or- <laughs> but I, here's the thing. Aaron, I think Aaron, uh, he, uh, what, not qualified. What's the word? Clarified. He clarified that it was just a starting point. Like, bitch, it's not worth we'll start with that, though. I don't think you send the offer as a starting point. You, you like, no. you, you put some feelers out. Yeah. You don't say Capella for Morant. Yeah. Nah, it's, uh, all you do is get the other person offended and like defensive. Exactly. I'm like, nah, I, I'm like, okay, we're not trading all year yeah. if you're going to be like that. But he also comes across, I'm sorry if anyone's listening to this. Someone who you could really pull off a highway robbery on it. <laughs> so, so mean. Which is which is why I want to open up trade discussions. I don't know. I can just see it. I like robbery trades. I think they they happen in our minds more than they actually happen. I think that based off the standard of drafting, I think yeah. we're in a really strong league. Extremely mm. strong. Oh yeah. Let's also let people know that this is like a. It was a $200 buy-in for this league. So there's a $2,000 pot. So there's a lot on the line. Everyone's super bought in. Everyone's really excited. It's not one of those freebie leagues. Like mm-hmm. this is the most, uh, the high stakes league I've ever been in, in any sport. 
I, I don't want to up it over time, but this is the first taste of high stakes. I don't understand how people play in more than one league. You I don't must either. have such conflicting feelings amongst all the players. Yeah, James Harden scored. Oh, fuck, but I'm facing him. Hey, do I like... I, ah. I know. I, feel, no. I, I can never be in more than one league. Yeah, no. No, no, no. One league and like the players you got, they're like family. I would have to hire like staff if I was in more than one league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can barely keep up with one. <laughs> How would you even train them? Your staff? Like, I, I would buy a subscription to basketballmonster.com with your lead fantasy analyst, Josh Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, study this. Uh, are there any last players that you guys want to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Mm-hmm. Looking at the draft board. Mm. Um, let's let's discuss the hypothetical trade. Okay. The Donovan Mitchell for T.J. Warren and Demar Derozan. Oh, what? No, are you going to? That's offer not this? what it was. Well, you haven't heard from Emmanuel or what? No, no, that was the that was an idea I had. No okay. trade offer has been made. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. Um, was that the offer? That was the no, offer. No, there is. So it's. I'm giving up Donovan Mitchell to get back DeMar DeRozan and TJ Warren. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I wouldn't. I would suddenly start not trusting your opinion anymore if you make this trade. <laughs> yeah, I, I also that, don't that like makes, that. I just don't like No, we, we've been shitting on TJ Warren. Yeah, you, all your, I, you're, over, you're overvaluing TJ Warren because he was taken in the fourth round. Yeah, no, 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 that's, that's probably true, you know. No, yeah. no, Donovan... No, no, no. You need to protect... He's a seventh rounder. Like a treasure chest. TJ Warren's a seventh rounder. Just need a way to get... I need one more scoring guy. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, then don't trade Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's... that's... Yeah. So, um, I really want Donovan Mitchell from you, but I don't don't really see a fit for us. Okay. Yeah, Harden for Mitchell straight up is... That's my starting offer. So, okay. I sure hope so. That's what it is. <laughs> um, wait, wait. I have one question before we go. Uh-huh. Knowing what you know now, would you still take Harden number one? Yes, I would because it's the it's it's the safe pick. Anthony Davis, even last year, he played a lot of games, but he's going to the locker room every other game practically. James mm-hmm. Harden, yeah. I think with the with their first round pick. You just want something super safe, someone who's going to deliver. So even if he gets traded, I don't see him going outside of the top five on uh, end of year value. So like, uh, I would not change my pick. Do you see a scenario where he doesn't play for the next two months? No, Absolutely I have not. not considered that at all. No, I, I really don't see that happening. No, no hold, they don't do holdouts in the NBA. Yeah, but like, think about it this way. Anthony Davis he, did. No, he didn't. What, yeah, Davis kind of did. No, no, that was that was the Pelicans uh, protecting him so he didn't get injured. So that, that they were just they didn't want him to get injured. Yeah, Would the Rockets okay, do the same that. thing they, though? They knew a trade was going to happen. Yeah. Would the Rockets do the same thing? It doesn't seem like it at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it. They seem committed to keeping him. Like I, I don't, I don't think that I don't think it will happen. But I think it's a possibility that, like, say he because he's got to do all the COVID stuff now before he can even go to the team. And he'll be, uh, he'll be eligible in like a few days. No, it's six tests in a row. And he, what? I mean, it's not like, uh, listen, if, if you uh, pass 
two, three, four, five of them. You're going to pass all six. It's not. No, like- that's not how it works. Like he was just in the strip club and then he flew <laughs> to training camp. Like he could test positive in like three days. I- I'm a COVID denier. So <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest bombshell of the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about that. <laughs> we, we just got kicked off of iTunes. Shit. Yeah. Is that a controversial thing? I'm not actually a COVID denier, but I'm I'm chill about it. I, I'm I'm chill about it to the point where I'd rather none of my players get it. Yeah. I, I, I would say I feel the same way. Whether it's real or not, players won't play if they have it. I, I, I think I think nobody is uh can foresee how bad it's gonna affect the NBA season. I think it's gonna yeah. be horrific how it affects yeah i I think we're gonna have another bubble yeah maybe i think it could get canceled part way through and i think it's gonna be every week you're gonna have like one two three players you're gonna have to put on ir because they have i think they have to be out 12 days if they test positive is it 12 days it's 12 days i mean that's a reason not to have guys on the same team that's five games right yeah yeah that holy shit you're right that's literally a reason to do that because like if if Kevin Durant gets it and then him and Kyrie had it. high fives, <laughs> like you know, that's your two best players gone for for a whole week. Yeah. yeah, and I know what you say about waiver wise, but you're not getting back Kevin Durant and Kyrie off waivers. <laughs> like you're getting yeah. the the Luke Kennards of the world. I'm getting Tyrese Halliburton. We love we love some Tyrese Halliburton. We love the Nard Dog, but <laughs> they're not quite that KD Kyrie level. Yeah. Yeah, I, I prefer not to think about it. I hope not after like seven or eight games that all of a sudden it's chaos. Yeah, so I'm oh, just what? confirming the 12 days thing. And what it says right here is um, the NBA's return to play guidelines require that at least 12 days must pass between a first positive test uh, or the end of sy- symptoms before they can return to activity. So that means away from the team entirely. <laughs> no practicing no anything 12 fucking days and some players won't be ready to go after they have it yeah they might need like five days to get back or something yeah so it's it's definitely a concern if you got guys on the same team yeah that's gonna totally fuck things up big time yeah but we can't really account for that in any sort of draft strategy i (laughs) only pick players who never leave their house and love video games yes (laughs) i where can i find the list of those players you go to mormon nba piousboys.com perfect thank you i know devin booker does uh he live streams on twitch his video game playing so maybe he's a guy so he moves he moves up a bit okay (laughs) we should have sorted it by most twitch followers yeah yeah Yeah, exactly Okay. Uh, I think that wraps up the first episode of the fucking fantasy basketball pod. This uh, let me say, let me try that one again. The fucking fantasy basketball pod. I'm, I'm not. Uh, it's basketball. Basketball. No basketball. No, no, no. Pod. There you go. Pod. pod. The pod. fucking fantasy basketball pod. Nah, uh, let's get that logo made and get this shite uploaded on the entire internet. So Number one on iTunes. Episodes? Can we do episodes where we bring on different uh, league members? Yes. I Niels think that'd be, be great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's the first person we have to bring on is Thomas. So he can come in with his broken English <laughs> and just stutter. <laughs> I love you, Thomas. Nice. He's one of our best friends, but English is not his uh, strong point. <laughs> I want to understand it, but he can't talk it very well. 
I would like to get Aaron on just to, just to have a couple of... So what were you thinking with LaMelo Ball? Yes, what were you <laughs> thinking? So, all right. Let's, the most let's wrap up. Yeah. Uh, wherever you're watching this, please... Oh. Leave a review. Leave, leave a, a review. review. Five stars, five stars. We, we have to get the review. Fuck, we should have asked for that. That's the first thing we said. What's our podcast? Hey guys, welcome to the strategy. pod. Leave a five-star review right now on these 12 different podcast platforms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. We will be doing more episodes in the future. I can't say when, but they will be coming. Yes, yes. At, at the very least, very least monthly. Yes. All day. Hey, it's right, baby. We are daily pods. Let's let's go. Peace out. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> can we start recording it now? Yeah, we can start recording. Wait, there ne- there's needs to be an outro with a. And that can... was the fucking fantasy basketball podcast. No, the pod. <laughs> Sorry, pod. Can we just get 